Can you imagine how fucking lame the X-Files episodes would be if they were, like, being made right now and based on, like, modern-day conspiracy and stuff like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> there would be an episode where, like, Scully and Mulder are investigating coronavirus being spread by 5G towers. <laughs> they, okay, so I don't know if you know this, but they did come back for a 10th season a few years ago, and they actually dealt with the... A real issue that we live in a time where even Mulder seems tame. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. your average like Alex Jones fan is way more down yep. the rabbit hole than fucking Fox yep. yeah. <laughs> Mulder. Yeah. So I mean, see, season ten. Uh, a lot of people didn't really get into season ten, but it had some good episodes. Uh, but I, I think it did deal with that a little bit. I think that we would have episodes where you know. It turns out that this Playboy billionaire with his secret sex island was actually like a reptilian from another galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty that cool. I think that'd be sense. pretty good. Yeah, and you know they'd definitely be doing an episode where they like bust into this secret government lab where they're engineering the murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that actually is an episode of x-files oh shit where, yes where there's an engineered like it's spread by smoking it makes these like beetles infest your lungs holy shit yes, so are you saying that crazy. like the script writers for reality are just ripping off the x-files at this point they're ripping off the x-files totally yeah 100 percent. welcome dead and lovely <laughs> listeners to the brand newest installment of dead and lovely your favorite horror movie podcast in all the known multiverse and beyond, here with mm -hmm. the host with the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben Eller. Me, Hollywood Steve. You, you, Hollywood Steve, strong me, like tree. Steve. <laughs> you know, Steve, I guess I just got X-Files on the brain because we just recorded a brand new Patreon-exclusive episode what? in which we deep dove into a classic X-Files episode, and yeah. everybody that supports us on Patreon can check that out, even at just the $1 a month level. Steve, where can they go? Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Ooh, audience applause. The crowd's going well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let us give you our money. Yeah, take yeah. it. On. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good time doing those Patreon exclusive episodes, and more are coming for sure. Because I'm having a damn old good time with them. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm glad we decided to do this because I love uh, horror anthology stuff. And man, talking about the X Files today was fun. And I love giving back to all you loyal. And lovely yeah. supporters. That's absolutely damn right. Steve, how you doing this week, Mayan? Man, I'm a do and I'm getting it done. I've been, TCB, uh, I've baby, been... taking care of business. <laughs> That's right. I've been taking care of business. I uh, got my uh, Legacy of Brutality episode out like three days late because I was agonizing over how to divide up the 1940s for a weekend. I just imagine you and you've got like three days worth of stubble and you mm -hmm. have uh, oh. a pin behind your ear, I think. Oh, and definitely. You're like, yeah. you're like pulling at your hair, and just there's stacks uh, of paper yeah. everywhere. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like uh -huh. that. Yeah, and there's yarn. There's like you know yarn and thumbtacks, like leading all over the place to different pictures and like newspaper articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. I yeah, also I've, imagine I've you're pantless, no pants. Oh, absolutely. What would I? What am I gonna do with pants? <laughs> That's not gonna help nothing. No. It's getting in the way. 
Well, that's cool, man. So you've been deep diving into some classic horror history for your show there. Yeah, man, it's it's been fun, but it 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 was agonizing there for a bit. I had a thirty-page script basically Mm -hmm. that would make that 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 would make an hour and a half episode. Jeez! (laughs) But I couldn't figure out a way. I couldn't figure out a way to really divide it up until I noticed this trend throughout the forties and fifties of uh female horror antagonists mm, okay and i i was like man i'm gonna scoop that up drop that in the next episode and then move on from there and then boom i got it so it finally all hit me and i and i and i got it out and i i hope everybody enjoyed it there you go well i look forward to hearing about it and checking it out myself man you you checked yeah. out any other intriguing podcast this week <laughs> yes man i i am so glad you asked because i was just listening to bonanas for bonanza <laughs> bonanas you say uh-huh i love okay <laughs> so the the concept behind this is so fucking awesome all right drop it's it andy on andy daly playing his Dalton Wilcox character, which he has played on several podcasts. Uh, Maria Bamford playing this, like, uh, Christian conservative character. And Matt Gorley playing his Mutt Taylor character, which he's played on several podcasts. And they are going to watch every episode of Bonanza and talk about it. Now, Bonanza has over 400 episodes. (laughs) Holy fuck. And basically they talk about it in character. In character with a guest every week who is in character. This week was Jason Manzukis. And it was Oh awesome. my god. Is he in character or is he just Zoo? Yeah, he's in character. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy shit. And they are doing every single fucking episode every of Bonanza. Episode. And the, Why? Just the joke behind it is so hilarious. And the fact that they call they named it Bonanas for Bonanza. So it's hard as shit to find because if somebody I says was gonna what, say, yeah. you're like, oh, bananas for bonanza. No, bonanas, bonanas. for bonanza. <laughs> Dude, and that's one of those things where I'm loving seeing what creative people are doing with their free time yeah, me during too. the time of <laughs> it's COVID. Awesome. I love seeing just the desperate things that people are trying to come up with to do to stay yeah, busy. Just like what <laughs> what can we do? I have nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah other than four hundred episodes yeah. of fucking bonanza <laughs> that I'm reviewing in character. That sounds hilarious. Like I've never even watched a single episode of Bonanza, oh, but really? I would listen to that podcast. Oh man. Well, one, yeah, you don't have to have seen Bonanza. If you have seen Bonanza, it is funnier because so many like one of the things they talked about on the most recent episode is that you watch Haas eat in real time. Four minutes of the episode <laughs> is Haas just eating. Uh, that's what television was. 400 episodes of shit like that. It, well, yeah. The characters are so inconsistent. There's a new, like, every other week, like, one of the, the boys has a, a love interest and she dies. It's... It, the the entire concept of the show is insane and then the podcast idea is insane so it, it's great yeah that sounds like a 10 out of 10 easy it's awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> check it out. what else you've been watching see anything else good uh well emily's been watching you're the worst which is hilarious i don't know what I, that is. i've what is caught that? some of it it's uh it's an fx show um it might have some people you know in it uh, uh doug benson's in it but he's not like starring in it 
I'm just, any of the stars though are probably not people you'd recognize but it's definitely worth watching hmm absolutely hilarious i have i haven't sat down and watched it with her entirely but uh, the bits i've seen have been hilarious but i did watch watchmen on hbo so the series not the movie yeah the series it i have been hearing it's incredible. very good really yeah dude i man very good so it's not like a sequel or rather no. it's not like a retelling no, it's, it's a sequel building or something, on right? the it's building on the 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 watchman original like graphic novel yeah and but didn't the world end at the end of that watch the show <laughs> huh, okay. yeah, watch how they watch how they deal with it it's uh uh there's there's a lot it's very interesting but no i mean at the end of watchman uh he prevented the world from ending by uh you know uh teleporting in the extra dimensional squid mm-hmm, yeah yeah and that like caused them to not shoot nuclear missiles at each other it okay kinda, yeah well, it picks okay. up it picks up uh you know years later now at days uh but it does still have like Man, I, I don't want to say too much because the okay, way right, the right. way it plays out is so good. Like it's it's everything is kind of slowly revealed, and it's uh, the the new characters they introduce are all like super interesting. There's a character nice. named Panda who's just as far as I can understand a uh, a guy wearing uh, a stuffed panda bear head, not like a an actual panda bear, but like a stuffed panda bear. Head. Yeah, yeah, like a plush. But he's also he's wearing like a, a shirt and tie. Okay, <laughs> he works, all right. He works for the police. That like, dude, that just sounds like one of your Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah, <Yo>, absolutely. <laughs> I'm Panda. <Yeah. laughs> I'm Panda. Anyway, but it, like it works so perfectly in the world. Like I, I just man, but the it, like they're they gave the free preview and and it's been um people have been talking about it recently because yeah. it has the. Tulsa race massacre in the first episode and this is something Ooh. that apparently a lot of Americans don't know about oh yeah yeah little relevant yeah a little bit relevant right now yeah so if, if you don't know what the Tulsa race massacre is one the the watchman depiction of it will is heart-wrenching but two uh, it it was a, a town uh, right outside of Tulsa Greenwood I believe it's called uh where it was all black businesses it was called the black wall street it was a successful thriving community and white people just came in and destroyed their town and now why would they do it. that are, are you saying they don't want black people getting money and taking care of themselves is that yeah. what you're trying to say yeah impossible uh, yeah so yeah when racists say like well, why why don't they have their own successful communities? It's like, well, you you come in and destroy you them, blew it and up. you create policies <laughs> so that they can't. You yeah. uh, flood their streets with crack. You do all these things that uh, are meant to destroy their communities. So that's, that's kind of why. That's kind that's kind of why you you're trying to create this this uh world that you want to be true you you want uh black people to fail so you make it happen mm -hmm. and, and then blame them for it and then blame them for it yep 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 so well, let me ask you this though steve 
And this is what's really going to get me to watch the show or just not watch it, okay? okay? It all hinges on one very important question. On a scale of <laughs> six to seven, right? how much floppy blue dong do I get to look at on the a screen? Bit, a bit. <laughs> a good bit, in fact. And Would you rate it a 6.9 on a scale of 6 to 7? I'm, I'm going to say this floppy blue dong is up there, dude. You wait till oh. you see it. Damn. Dude, the way it all plays out is so good. I man, I, that that like last two episodes really got me. So Damn, I, dude. I, I highly recommend it. And I I know that I know that Damon Lindelof uh is he was like basically the the producer of the show, but he he's leaving the show as far as I understand. But he does want it to continue. He just wants them to do like a different like a different person come in and do a different season each season which i think is a That's great cool. idea hmm, yeah yeah so i i hope it does get a second season and I, i'd love to see more of it it like because the way that they build the world and like it's this entire alternate world now because it's you know it just picks up right where it it left off and you have this whole alternate universe of of what happened after hmm. the squid right yeah that's rare too for something to like pick up on a extremely beloved you know comic book or graphic novel uh -huh. storyline and, and actually do, do it, it yeah. justice yeah exactly <laughs> to do fucking it justice rare, man. it's great oh gene smart's in it too and gene smart is uh, like matthew mcconaughey had his mcconaissance i think we're having like a i think we're having a smartening because like she <laughs> she did so good in Fargo season two. She's so good in Legion. She's amazing in in Watchmen. Like she's fucking awesome. Well, that sounds worth a watch right there. So I'll have to check that out. Well, speaking of comic books, I watched me a little comic book movie the other day. Oh, what it were? Well, uh, my wife she had this idea. She say, "Oh, we watch all the Marvel movies in <laughs> chronological order," and I say, "Yes." We talk like that well, at home. That's our love language. I feel like she was chopping garlic while she was saying it. Absolutely yep. so. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a common occurrence. We're kind of always doing that around <laughs> here, anyway. <laughs> always be chopping, you guys say. Always be chopping. <laughs> but yeah, we we had this idea that you know we'd start watching through all of them. So we started with Captain America, the first Avenger. The first Avenger, yeah. Okay, so uh, I haven't seen it in a while. What were your thoughts? I hadn't either. Still a fun flick, man. It I is? think it's still yeah. kind of like underrated in the greater scheme of like. You know, all the Marvel movies. Yeah, I think Hugo it's Weaving pretty damn as, fun. as Red Skull was good. Yeah, absolutely fantastic casting. And I mean, even like Chris Evans as Captain America is still great. And yeah, a absolutely. lot of the CG and stuff still looks really good. Like where, wow, you know, he's like right. young and skinny, but it's got the Chris Evans head on top. Right, right, right. <laughs> still holding up. Still looking pretty good. I forgot that like fucking Tommy Lee Jones was in it. The notorious oh, TLJ. Right. <laughs> That's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah, just a fun one. It's got some good like Indiana Jones style action beats and stuff in it too. You yeah, know, lots of like planes and motorcycles and car chases and shit like that. Uh, still, definitely a fun watch, man. So that one holds up pretty well. And then the other day, as part of our new Docu Monday uh -huh. tradition, where Kate and I watch a documentary every Monday. Last night we watched, I think it was on Netflix, The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Oh, I haven't seen this. And uh, do you know do you know who Marsha P. Johnson is? I do not think so. You would recognize her if you saw her. She was a a luminary, uh, game changer, 
in the transgender world was a huge part of like the Stonewall riots and stuff. Oh, okay, yes. Uh huh. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do know uh, who you're bl- talking about. A black transvestite. Yes, mm-hmm. who was uh, mysteriously probably murdered. They yeah. ruled it a suicide, but uh-huh. the case is like reopened and stuff again. So it's just kind of the story of of uh, of Martha's or sorry Marsha's life and you know the uh, the quest to figure out exactly what happened that resulted in her death and stuff and just how the justice system really really just shits all over trans people yeah. like they're they're the less dead it's like when a prostitute yeah. gets murdered or something where they're just like we don't really care yeah. you know yeah um, well, really okay. unfortunate a lot of the historical stuff was really good in in terms of the way that they talked about you know it, it isn't it's insane that we've allowed yeah. forever the the existence of a force that just is okay with thinking some people are trash people that just get thrown away yeah i don't know how we've continued this i i don't understand it it's insane we got to do something about it yeah no kidding man but yeah it was a pretty good documentary i thought it was like a little bit long a little bit boring in some parts but still just a cool story about a uh, a very important figure that you think about stuff like that is being so long ago and all that it's jazz that and still, no huh? yeah. no i mean they, they interviewed tons of people that were there for the stonewall riots and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that are still alive and well you know yeah. it's like that stuff just doesn't live in the past that you wasn't know. that long ago no. it's crazy to think um how shitty <laughs> things were <laughs> right I mean, things are things aren't where they should be yet but no, god but they used they, to be a lot they have worse improved. Uh, but yeah it's we're just going so slow it's yeah, the yeah. slowest progr- progression, uh, it, it, and it seems like regression every day. <laughs> it's it, no doubt the worst. Anyway, did you guys do some horror movie watching on our Dead and Lovely yeah. streaming chat last streaming Friday? Streaming chat was fun, man. We had some times. Uh, yeah, we were watching the old uh, Joe Bob stream, last drive in mm-hmm. on Shutter. It was the last episode, season finale. Ooh. Uh, they did Hellraiser two. Okay. And they did Hell Comes to Frogtown, which is what oh, we've shit. done on the streaming chat before. Yeah, uh, that's right. Man, that movie is so insane. I still haven't seen it. I need to check <laughs> it, it out. It's insane. How is uh, it feels so yeah. long? Yeah, right? It just feels so long. I remember that whenever we did that on the show like a year or two ago. Because uh-huh. like in my memory, I was like, yeah, it's awesome. You got the really crazy mattress scene, the guy that has bugs oh, all over him. Oh, that scene is awesome, yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, it still it's got some up. dope scenes in it for sure. But then I also forget, too, that there's the whole like other dimension with Leviathan uh-huh. and the maze. Right. And <laughs> like the little girl. Yeah. And, the little whoa, girl part there's a I lot of stuff crammed in that forgotten movie. and still am not positive it's necessary at all like what is it how does it improve the story (laughs) i don't know couldn't uh what's her name christy or kirsty or kirsty or whatever it changes a few times (laughs) (laughs) uh by the way she was on the uh she was interviewed by joe bob in between oh wow in the segments and she was awesome super fun person uh, anyway. uh, also, hor- horror movie nerd correction. I was thinking of Christy Kiersey from Dream Warriors yeah. before some nerd gets really mad at yeah. me. I caught it, too. I got it. <laughs> I'm on top of my shit. So Christy uh, was on there, but she was she was the one who figured out the puzzle in the first one. Why not just have her be the one figuring out the puzzle in the second one? Man, I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't make know. sense. Anyway. 
No, there's some cool stuff in there, and I like yeah. that you get so much of Mrs. Heat Miser as the uh, villain in it. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't have the Heat Miser hair, unfortunately. <laughs> she doesn't as much, yeah, does she? Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. But yeah, totally a cool watch, man. That's cool. I'm glad you guys had a good old time, and anybody that wants to join in for the streaming chats yeah. can do so. Yeah, we'll, we continue beyond the uh, last drive-in season. We choose the movies ourselves, usually YouTube, and we stream them on a thing called Watch Together, or you can just sync up with us on YouTube, and we... W- uh, chat over on discord it's a fun there time still actually it's more fun honestly <laughs> i'll be i'll be honest yeah. with you the streaming chats where we pick the movies more fun right because you can just pick some real garbage and fucking yeah. pick it out right yeah <laughs> <laughs> steve i want to ask you a question just ask listen away. just I'm listen li- really right. closely can I'm you listening. hear a sound in the distance what like, is that tell what? Me, listen close can you hear this noise right here <gasps> Ooh, cracking open a that, cold one. That pleasing snap that you just heard. What could that have been? Did you snap into a Slim Jim? <laughs> no, I snapped into a cold beer. Oh, okay. I've got myself a beer that I purchased over at Corks in the Old City in Knoxville. Great little store that has a great beer selection. Yeah. Too. This is the Bearded Iris Chief of Chiefs Double Dry Hop, the Double IPA with Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic Hops. And I'm excited to throw this into my face. Throw it down. Yeah, dude. I actually had a bearded iris the other day uh-huh. that I didn't care for very oh, no. much. Yeah, it was called like, uh, what was it called? Illuminator? Bearded iris shit beer. <laughs> yeah, is it they called were just the seeing, shit beer? They were like, eh, we made some beer out of shit. What does it taste like? <laughs> well, I mean, it performed as advertised. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. Illumination or something like that. It was... It was okay. Like, okay. honestly, what it kind of tasted like, you know how, like, with Bearded Iris, kind of everything tastes like home style, only just a little yeah. bit different? Yeah, just slight differences, slight variations of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. this one that they made kind of tasted like the bag cereal version of home style. Um, I'm going to go ahead and step in here and say bag cereal better than box cereal. <laughs> okay, all right. But I get your Sometimes point. Sometimes it I is. Sometimes it is. <laughs> well, yeah, that, no, you're right, because Cinnamon cereal. Toast Crunch is, well, I, I actually know the bag Cinnamon Toast Crunch is awesome. It is still good, and <sighs> God, uh, it. it is cheaper, and you get a lot of it, you get so a lot it of actually it. is pretty good. It's less sweet yeah. than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, which is fine with me, but I, man, that you want that cinnamon, if you're going to go for Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you want that sweet. You want that real. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point. For it's garbage. Real. Just make yeah. it junk, right? Yeah, go go all out if you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to sipping on this boy. I just put this in a in my in my good old-fashioned mason jar, uh-huh. and it just looks like I'm having myself a good old glass of OJ, Steve. Them city folk was a drinking from mason jar. <laughs> it smells that? a lot like a beer or something. Do you know that song? I don't know, oh, okay. uh, but I love the song already. Neil McCoy, that's who that was. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'll tell you what. That there is a chief of chiefs. Oh, Woo! yeah? Yeah, it's definitely a boozier tasting version of Homestyle. It does still kind of taste <laughs> awesome. like Homestyle. Yeah. It's got a deep funk to it. Ooh. Like a really deep, musty funkiness that's really pretty damn nice. Tastes like some old fruit. Tastes like somebody left <laughs> some old fruit laying around. I like that. Put it in a beer. I like well, it. hell, let's drink it. Hell. <laughs> I'm going to put it in this barrel over here and just let it sit around for a while. 
<laughs> Just That's don't hurry France. on it now. <laughs> Dude, I know that we haven't had any buddy beers on the show. We need to fix that up and yeah, do like a, yeah, we'll a little uh, social distant yeah, beer drop yeah, or something like that in the near future. Drops, yeah. Have uh, you had any co-beers at all I haven't, in the past No, few weeks? I haven't had any co-beers at all. Have you checked your pulse? How are you alive? <laughs> it's, well, I've I've been sustaining myself with a little vodka soda. So Oh, the old I'm vodka right. soda. Yeah, I'm all you right. You making homemade white claws again? <laughs> you making them homemade white claws and butt chugging them. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that there is a pretty tasty beer. Uh, Bearded Iris fucks. That's that's true. Yeah, absolutely. You've Bearded heard Iris. it about them. They fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Steve, the subject of our show today is La Invitation from 2015. <laughs> it's, it's very, I'm not sure what accent that was. <laughs> it's very much an accent, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foreign. It's, it's foreign, foreign accent. Yeah. <laughs> And this is a movie about just some people just having themselves a good old house party. People like to party. <laughs> yep. They like to gather. Oh. Like Who to likes get together to party? Who likes to party? Exactly. Yeah. Conversations, food, drinking, disco dancing. Yeah. Everybody loves a party. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Steve? Not all parties are created equal. And some That's of true. them might even be parties you don't want to go to. Yeah. Some of them might be potties. Mm, potty potties. Yeah. 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 That can happen. Mm-hmm. That can happen. So, Steve, I say before we get into our movie review today, how about we just swing by the good old-fashioned Preview Palace? <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Oh, hey, come on in. Mm. Come on into the Preview Palace. <laughs> come on in. All right. Ooh, no, hey, not you. Not you. No, not you. Not you. You? Oh, yeah, you. All right. Cool. All right. I'm on the guest list. Oh. <laughs> So we're in the preview palace now. <laughs> okay. All right. I was going to say, all right, are we there yet? But yes, we are. <laughs> I turned Not the a visual music down because we got to do the podcast thing, but it, it's a oh, party. Oh, that's what it was. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And Steve, I say before we start talking about the movie, how about we just talk about a couple of other movie parties that we've ri- witnessed in films and maybe we just kind of rate them on a scale of, of 1 to 10 uh-huh. and talk about them parties. Because some yeah. of these, I'm not sure I'd like to be a guest at, yeah. frankly. Uh-huh. We got some horror parties we're going to be we talking do. about and a couple of wild cards. Let's hear them, bud. What you got? All right, man. So whenever I'm thinking about some popular horror parties that we could attend, mm-hmm. maybe just go to and hang out, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking about something that involves like a nice balmy summertime pool party i'm thinking there's some co-beers that are exploding from the heat i'm thinking there's some hot dogs and wieners that are on fire and maybe old freddy krueger himself shows up oh we're all I'm talking about the party now. that it goes down in nightmare on elm street part two what do you think about that party um man it seemed okay up to a point it never really kicked <laughs> off point, yes it never really kicked off. I mean, it was. I'm. I mean, I'm just gonna assume if I'm at the party, I'm high school age, because otherwise, yeah. I'm not gonna be at this party. That's uh, true. That's definitely. True. So I'm at this party. I'm high school age. I mean, they got some drinks. They got a pool. It's all right. That's that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not easy to come by a co beer when you're still a high school. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty fun, I think. But you know, I went to some way better parties in high school than that. Okay. Oh, and also right. a, a burnt uh, child molesting serial killer never showed up at any of those parties. <laughs> that I remember. Are you saying you don't like it when a burnt, formerly dead child molester killer comes to a party? Are you telling me that doesn't just kick it off? Well, 
I mean, okay. It that does judgmental. So, it will in some way kick something off. For sure. <laughs> Whether it's something good or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's probably, there may be a fight at that party if that guy there shows up. There could be. Yeah. Well, what kind of rating are you going to give that shindig, uh, Steve? I'm going to say that's that's like a three. That's a three I, for you? I, did any of the kids die at the party? I think there were some fatalities there. There were yeah. a couple, right? So you may get away with it. So I'm going to say a three. Because, you know, it I'll was a good what, time though. up to that point. That's true. But you know what? We all got to die of something, Steve. That's true. Well, hell, we all got to die of something. At least if you went to that party, you could kick it off, have some co-beers. You could have yourself a little keto snack. Just grab a dog with no bun on it. There Come you on. go. A dog for with everybody. no bun. That's true. Hang out with your friends out there in the swimming pool. Just cool off a little bit for, you know, the dream master comes and murders <laughs> you, I guess. Maybe you duck out early. Like, you That's meet somebody you at the party and you're like, hey, you want to take this somewhere else? Like... <laughs> yeah, before, you know, the burnt yeah. child molester shows up. Because I, I hear there's a burnt child molester involved. I, I don't know what's <laughs> up. I just think maybe if we get out of here. I looked at the guest list. He was on it. No longer interested. So <laughs> I think we might want to go. I'm going to give that thing a probably a solid six and a half out of ten. I think that sounds wow, like I could have right. a good time and probably cut out early. That's my kind of scene. Okay, Some pyrotechnics. Come on. Who doesn't I love see. that? Being able to cut out early is a positive. You're right there. That's right. That's right, man. Now, what do you think about whenever I say that it's a great party, isn't it? What do you know about a bunch of millionaires and luminaries and stuff yeah. hanging out up at the Overlook for a New Year's ball? I mean, it looked like a, a fucking gas up to a point. Right? Sure did. Flapper ladies all around. Uh, people I mean, drinking that, I mean, that's cool. and stuff. Yeah, that's always cool. I, yep. I and, mean, Until you get that drink spilled on your jacket, it does tend to stain, sir. It does tend to stain, sir. That's true. I mean, the, the music, the like everything that was going on, I, I feel like, you know, it seemed like if you were to want to have sex with a man in a bear suit, you could. Or dog that, suit. That's available. Not sure which one it is. <laughs> it's true. Definitely some sort of animal suit. Yeah. That's a possibility, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, that's fun. And it had a well-stocked bar. Now, that is going to up it for me. because mm, That's true. You and know, the best bartender. Some some cheap uh, uh, swill beer at a high school party. You know, it's, it's improved by the pool, for sure. But sure. I think, you know, the atmosphere, the good drinks... And, you know, maybe end up uh, in bed with a uh, uh, flapper lady in a bear costume. <laughs> What's, wow. to What's to lose? What's to lose? I think you're right. That sounds like a pretty damn good party. Where yeah. are you going to rate that thing? Uh, for me, th this one, this is a six and a half. I mean, sure, we're going to end up dead somehow. Uh, but uh, it's all right. Whatever. Yeah, because the something. memories that you'll make. You know, yeah. you'll remember them. 30 and minutes later when you're dying, whatever. We get to hang out there for the rest of eternity, apparently, so that's fun. Right? I could think of worse things to do. I'm getting pretty pretty <laughs> happy with staying home all the time, yeah, just kind of staying in one location. So I'm with you. I think that's going to be a strong seven for me, Steve. It sounds all like right. a damn good time. Damn good time. <laughs> all right, see, what else we got on our list of hot horror parties? Well, Ben, I mean, it's an exclusive party, but you could have gotten an invite to the Ready or Not wedding party. Oh, man. They really, really do throw down very fucking hard. It all starts off feeling like fun and games. Right. And then it's uh, until it's not. <laughs> until it's not. Now, l let's just say, for instance, uh, you were one of the members of the family and 
you know, you had to try to murder someone. Maybe you get to go people hunting a little bit. I uh, just don't. I don't think that sounds fun. To Who's me. the person, though? Who's the person? Uh, I mean, if it's Samara Weaving, I certainly don't want to kill her. Mm, yeah, that sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, you, you make a you make a good point. All right. <laughs> now, who is the person? <laughs> I could change things up right there. Yeah. All right. Now I'm yeah. thinking about it differently. All yeah, right, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like a really weird. You know, stressed out kind of family. You got a lot of family conflict and weird dynamics going on there. And yeah. the fun stops pretty fucking yeah. fast. Yeah. But, I mean, if, for instance, uh, because it seems to happen rarely, you just get a board game, I bet that tension all goes away and you all just get drunk. I'm telling you, we talked about that on a review episode. Yeah. Like, I want to know what those other games are like, man. I don't want to know what Operation is like. That one's probably <laughs> not fun. What if the game that they chose is Risk, and they're like, this is going to take weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason right there, I'm going to give that party. That's about a two and a half for me, Steve. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you because uh, I, I don't really – the stuffy feel of that whole family just doesn't doesn't hit with me. I'm gonna say a two. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, be I'm at the you. high school party drinking some shit beer. <laughs> me too. Me too, man. Well, you know what? Let's just do a little wild card action right here. Let All me, right, let me set it. the scene for you, Steve. Okay. Imagine you mm-hmm. and several hundred of your fellow revolutionaries, and you guys are all underground in a secret lair in a underground city known as Zion. Yeah. You've got a mad rave happening. People are dancing. They're bumping and grinding. They're wrapped in saran wrap. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff listening to that techno music Ooh, before whoa. the apocalypse begins. How okay. do you feel about partying with Neo and crew down there in Zion in the Matrix? Okay, so that doesn't look like the most fun place to be but if the world were such that we were just being used as human batteries i would rather be at the raven's ion than be being used as a human battery in a fake Hmm. reality i mean if you put it that way but I mean, I mean, I do get the lure of the fake reality. I mean, it's easier. Mm-hmm. I know but, when I bite into that steak, it's gonna be juicy and succulent, but yeah, it's I not real. That. Yeah, I'd much, I'd much rather have the reality. And also, I mean, it is a party, so you know, hopefully there. If it's a, if it's a rave, I'm hoping there are mind altering substances there. Otherwise, assume, why yeah. are they listening to that music? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point right there. Not that I don't. I <laughs> actually I do love electronic music. I do too. I, I do just too, man. To take a pot shot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I guess at the end of the day, it does be staying in your pod and yeah. uh, you know, gorging yourself on tasty wheat again, right? Tasty wheat. Hmm. <laughs> Can we please do the Matrix on the show sometime? Oh, absolutely. Fuck. That that is one that works as a horror movie for me. Like right? that is it's horrific. Yeah. yeah, it's horrifying to imagine that's the world, and it fucked with my head a lot. Like this, the the Matrix and uh, Fight Club came out around the same time, and I was obsessed totally. with those two movies. Yep, yep, totally, man. Yeah, I think I think you know, given the circumstances, 
you know, if I was living here in this uh, destroyed earth, the scorched earth world of the Matrix, that party would probably be about the most fun you could have, and it would probably land itself at about a solid solid eight or so. Oh, wow. But okay. For, but for me right now in the real world. Right in the real world. That's what I was if thinking. If that's what I'm living in anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. The Good thought point. of leaving my home right now to go and just be ground upon by hundreds of sweaty people in a room that does not sound like a good time to me, Steve. That's going <laughs> to land itself at about a one right now. I have no interest in doing that. Dude, okay. the fucking nightclubs and stuff down here have been jam-packed. And, hey, I wonder if it has that has anything to do with the fact that we just had our second highest day yeah. ever. Uh, well, uh, the second... Well, hell, yesterday was a record. Today was a new record. I don't know how you'd say that. Um, <laughs> we're new we're setting new records every day. Huh? We're winning, dude. We're winning. We're winning. So much winning. Uh, <laughs> I okay. So I've I've been to a number of raves, and um, in if I were back in my twenties, I would love to to be at that rave. Uh, but now, it uh, no allure. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> no allure. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say a one. I say it's about yeah. right. <laughs> Not my vibe. Loud music, tons of germs. Mm-hmm. Nope. Ugh, that's Yay. a hard pass. <laughs> now, what would you think about meeting up with a bunch of people in a really high-class apartment building to celebrate the secret conspiracy birth of the Antichrist, <laughs> of the devil's child? Do you want to party with those people in Rosemary's Baby? Do they know how to party or what? <laughs> I mean, they know how to throw a certain party. For sure. <laughs> it is it, a certain type of party, yeah. It didn't look like it was really like off the chain or anything. I mean It looked pretty well behaved, yeah. There's a baby there. Like that tends to make a party less fun. You gotta keep it down. Yeah. Well actually, you know what? I just thought about it. Babies don't always make a party less fun. I mean, I know a lot of people that just put their baby to bed and just continue raging. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But sometimes a baby's like, oh, it's cute. It's a baby. And then it's like, well, yeah, hopefully the baby goes to sleep because, like, we're going to rage. We got to rave till dawn. <laughs> um, I mean, those people are all hopped up on Tannis root. They're wearing their Sunday best. <laughs> They're wondering what's wrong with the eyes of the baby and stuff. What's I don't wrong know. With its it's a it's an older crowd. I think I'd feel pretty out of place right there. I'm yeah, still I'm still a young spry man. Yeah, I'm I don't a hang out with young these person. Old folk. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I bet they'd be drinking just some really lame drinks. They'd be having themselves uh, uh, a probably like a Tom a Tom Collins. <laughs> I'd have a Tom actually, Collins. Tom Collins is pretty good. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that sounds good. I was about to say an old fashioned, and I was like, I love yeah, old I'd have an old fashioned as well. Yeah. Okay, so the drinks would be good. <laughs> Fine, the drinks would probably amazing. be pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, but the company mm, less so. Less, less so. so. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would love to see the Devil's Child. So yeah, that just does to add get a glimpse of the Devil's intrigue. Child. That sounds if fun. If I could stay and enjoy a nice, old-fashioned cocktail, see the Devil's Baby, and then leave, I'm gonna call that a six. <laughs> I mean, that's how I would advertise that. By the way, if I had the Devil's Baby and I were say showing it from town to town, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> come have a drink. See the devil's baby and leave. Yeah, who wouldn't go to that? Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, if we're just dropping in, you do get the experience of, one, finding out the devil is real, so that's crazy. 
Uh, two, they're all super rich, so you know the child. bar is stocked with high quality stuff too. Yeah, you know, so those, yeah, are, those gonna, aren't well drinks. You're gonna get you know? a quality. Uh, you're gonna get a quality cocktail for sure. I yeah, you're right. I'm gonna say it's probably about a four, four and a half. All right, that sounds pretty good enough. Now, would you be more interested in maybe going to an eclipse viewing party while maybe <laughs> a young babysitter doesn't know that she's babysitting your elderly mom up there yeah. in the attic in your big old creepy house? Right. What do you think about a House of the Devil-style eclipse party? Does that sound again, like a good time? You want to check a, that out? Sounds like again, a late nighter. a pretty exclusive group, but if you can get the invite, it's a wild show. Yeah, definitely, uh, man. Plus, there's pizza. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not interested in sacrificing a virgin, so that that's gonna be a damper on the mood, I think. Mm, but the pizza. But so, the pizza. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta consider the pizza. Yeah. So I mean, it's got its pluses, it's got its minuses. Yeah. Uh huh. And you've got a, a dead family and a pentagram behind a locked door. Always a fun hit at a party. So um, yeah. I mean, it's got its pluses. I said so. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I think for me, I, I do think that virgin sacrifice. Is she even a virgin? Is that the thing they mentioned in that, by the way? I think they're just sacrificing, right? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. kind of like, you oh, know, right. impregnate her with the devil's right, child. Right, with the devil's again. child. Right, yeah. Who, you know, yeah. would be cool to see, but seeing the, like, moment of impregnation, not so fun. I mean, uh, if she's not into it, if, if if there's consent involved, right? Oh, sure, I sure. Love, would I love to see a consensual sex between the devil and a human woman? Absolutely. <laughs> That's not That's just up for debate. But uh, non-consensual, yeah, no, nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a zero for me, I think. That's <laughs> out, huh? That's just that's just, a no go. That's a part of it. Not interested. I don't know, dude. If I could, if I could steal her cassette tape and blast "One Thing Leads to Another" by the Fix on the radio, <laughs> if I could eat a slice of pizza, hang out with yeah. Jocelyn Donahue, right? In her high-waisted jeans. Right. <laughs> then see an eclipse and duck out before anything got too freaky weird. I mean... I don't know. Sounds pretty good. I, I Just don't, don't wake Grandma. I mean, Greta Gerwig tried that and it didn't work out for her, so... Uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's that weird sun guy that's kind of yeah. really killing the vibe, isn't he? I mean, and also, like... Uh, I mean, if it's the two of us at a party and it's Jocelyn Donahue and then Greta Gerwig leaves, it's like, well, I mean, sausage party. You know, yeah, we're out of here, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that if I can do that stuff, I'm gonna say that's I'm gonna call that worth it. I'm gonna give that a four. I'm gonna give that a four. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? Those ghoulies had a pretty good oh, party man, in their time. They had a bash. <laughs> that was a bash right there, wasn't it? I well, see. Here's the thing: the ghoulies party. Um, the the ghoulies aren't much of a threat at first and they're really like not the problem it's more of the the witchery going on in the basement there's some so, legit legitimate satanic witchery happening yeah, downstairs. yeah yeah but the party itself is full of some you know 80s dressed kids who seem to be having a good time yeah so that's fine and it's a it's a cool house so it sounds like a winner to me is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, you do have ghoulies to contend with. All right. There are some little ghoulies running around. That's true. true. 
You don't want to get near a toilet, probably. No. Yeah, that's a bad idea. But, I mean, again, if you if you go by the philosophy of just ducking in, seeing what's up with the party and ducking out, going somewhere else, maybe. I don't know. I see a ghoulie. Maybe you see a ghoulie before you leave. Like, oh, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cool. maybe they're like little party gifts and you get to take one home. All right, yeah. Okay. On your way out, grab you a ghoulie. Take him home. He's yours now. <laughs> take home a ghoulie. I, I choose yeah. you, ghoulie chew. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. If you if you okay. Yeah. If you get a ghoulie, then for me that's like a, it's like a five. Now we're talking. Yeah. That's you do right. a little ladies right dance. You. you get a ghoulie. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with you there on about a five. That's what I would go for as well. I want to see the ghoulie. I want to take one of those little fuckers home. <laughs> train them to do little tricks. Train them to get exactly. the paper. Give me a co-beer from the fridge and stay out the commode. Ben, <laughs> I have one for you that okay. is, a, is a surprise witness. I call a surprise witness. Uh-oh, look out. Ben, the party in society. <laughs> oh, man. You want to go and get shunted, do you? Yeah, do you want to get shunted? Woo. Oh, ooh, man. I'm up all night to get shunty. That's going to be an extremely hard pass for me. I have seen society. <laughs> I know that everybody in this hellish dream world that that guy created is all, they're all weird as fuck. Everybody in that movie is shady and strange yeah. as fuck. And then they have this weird party where they all get together and like merge skin and yeah. uh, uh, they, they fuck and lick each other and all kinds of nasty stuff is going on. I couldn't be less interested in that other than if they were also playing wagon wheel in the background. That's the only <laughs> way it could make it worse. That's a zero for me, Steve. Well, I ain't going to that party. Me, mama, like a wagon no. wheel. Shut me, mama, like a wagon <laughs> Shunt wheel. Shut me like a wagon wheel. <laughs> the thrill of the hunt, and what does he say? The taste of the shunt, oh, or something God. like that. Yeah, I. Yeah, for me, Z, there's there's no interest in going to the party, no but except for the little bit of me that's like, what does that feel like? being shunted i mean maybe you want to know maybe you want to find out i guess i mean what if it's awesome what if it's like infinitely coming i don't know if it's worth it yeah there's some gross people there man yeah that's true that's a good point that's a good point (laughs) you're right Uh, zero pass party pass uh ben how about (laughs) and this is a i didn't think about uh this party scene until a little bit before we started recording but um, dazed and confused. Oh, the party at the end. I mean, seems like a pretty fucking raging party to me. I I mean, I feel like I've been to that party <laughs> a right? bunch. Like, yeah, that's a yeah. pretty that's a pretty common party in the south. In yeah, high school, it seems school. that way. Yeah, these are all common sights to see down in this part of the country yeah. for sure. So for me, that that like it has a, a nostalgia feel. Now, of course, I'd have to be in high school. I'm I'm no Wooderson. Uh, I get Ooh, older, yeah. and they also get older, and that's how <laughs> that works. And that's how that works. Yeah. That's a good update to all that. All right. Line question mark <laughs> can no i think i think the new line would be consent 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 consent, consent. 
Uh, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't want to Chris D'Elia this or Jeffrey Rossett. And uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, that that's true. I would go to that party if I was in the in the right age demographic. But right now, as a as a you know near thirty six year old human being, yeah. I would not want to no. go to that party. Yeah. It would be really weird. But we'll talk about though, that when we get to the movie, too. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> likes that person that shows up that's way older than everybody. Nobody. It no. freaks everybody out. Yep, it's weird. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if I were if I were a teenager again or, like, 20 years old, that'd be fun. It'd be fun to oh, yeah. have... Oh, yeah. I'd be totally down with that. Uh, uh, I, I think, you know, it has all the hallmarks of a Southern party. You got a bunch of different groups of people hanging out. You got some people smoking weed, other people just chilling, hanging beer, other people doing crazy shit like climbing towers. Uh, and, and then, of course, there's a fight. Yeah, classic. Yeah, I'm going to say that, that that one for me, you know, if I was of that age, that's going to be about a niner. That's going to yeah, be a fun that's time. that's what I was saying. It's, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a real fun, especially in the summer. Yeah. Gosh, when it would just be nice outside and there's like, you know, lightning bugs, cold beer, cold, cold beer, cold. <laughs> yeah. Somebody burning you know, hamburgers. Now, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, now if I showed up to that thing, it would be a total buzzkill. The best thing I could do at a party like that at my age is show up and be like, does anybody need a ride home? I'll give somebody <laughs> just, a ride so they don't have to drive. Just here to be supportive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then that also seems like a serial killer move. <laughs> That kind of does yeah, too, yeah. So, so just stay if it's away. me now, that's gonna be like a one. Yeah, yeah. Like if I, I guess maybe if if like they asked me to chaperone for some reason, like okay, okay. God, wouldn't that make you feel so fucking lame though? Yes, very. <laughs> that's why it's a one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, man. But maybe you get stoned while you're there, so that's fun. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that could happen. <laughs> that's a little silver lining. Now, like, the one movie party that is definitely a 10 for me is the entire movie of Can't Hardly Wait. Of course I'd yeah. want to go to that party. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be in the 90s. I want to hang yeah. out with all these That'd 90s people and Seth yeah. Green and Jennifer Love Hewitt, everybody. I want to listen to Third Eye Blind and Smash True. Mouth. Yeah. Fuck yeah, count me in. Yeah, That's I've, a 10. Again, I've been to that high school party as well. And, yeah, those are fun. They're really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that would be a blast. I'd, I'd have a good time if I were a teenager. If I were an adult, the only reason I would be there would be to say, can you keep it down? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to have fun, but uh, I got shit to do. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm not calling the cops. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just here to try to keep a little order going yep, on. That's it. You young people enjoy your night. <laughs> so, yeah, but that would be, yeah, that would be a blast. That's a nine for sure. Would you find yourself at a party with a bunch of vampires <laughs> under a, a blood-soaked sprinkler system rave party? Would you do that? In Blade? Um, of course I'm talking about I, Blade. Okay, so uh, the idea of being a vampire doesn't sound awesome. But no. the, I, if I were, if I were just a vampire, that party looked cool. It's true. I mean, the eats are good. The company's right? great. So, like, if I were a vampire, I bet that that'd be fucking popping off. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. would, I would love to be at that blade party. As a but human, as a regular human being, yeah. I would just be there to ask them to keep it down. You know, I'm not gonna call the cops <laughs> or again. anything. But guys, like, <laughs> I got stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really, really good point right there. Yeah, I'm not really gonna be interested in going to that one unless I'm a vampire. If I'm if I'm a human being, that's a zero. 
I ain't going getting coded in no blood. Yeah. Am Vampire 10. 10 for yeah. sure. It's a dime. Easy. All right, Steve, we got any more parties to knock this thing out one with here? One last party, Ben. Last one. One last one. Okay. Ben, how interested would you be in going to the party in Requiem for a Dream where <laughs> Jennifer Connolly does ass to ass? Do I get to hang out with Keith David? Yes, you do get to hang out with Keith David as well as a whole lot of old men with oxygen tanks and shit. Uh, and they're tapping their canes on the floor? They're tapping their canes on the floor. Listen, I love Jennifer Connelly. I'd Absolutely. love to meet Keith David. Right. I'd stick out like a sore thumb. I don't know if I'd be welcome at that place right there. And plus, uh, I know why Connelly's there doing ass to ass. Yeah. It's not something I want to encourage nor contribute to, I don't think. No, I'm not going to this party. This no. is a bad party. I mean, a little ass to ass, a little Keith David. Of course. Who doesn't oh, love sure. those things? Consensual ass to ass. Nobody's debating whether consensual ass to ass in front of a crowd of people is fun. We all we think that's is. a blast. Of course. But of course, when it's about drug money, it's... Uh, gets a little darker. It I definitely makes everything a lot less fun, and it's something that I don't think that we should contribute to. So, <laughs> yeah. As much as I'd love you to know, meet Keith let's David... Not, let's not contribute. Yeah, let's just not. Yeah. That's probably going to land itself at about a... I'm going to say it's about a one for me. I'm not going to say absolute zero. Because of the zero. meeting Keith David part. Because of the meeting Keith David part. No, Let's if be you honest. met Keith David and found out, of course, that he's making Jennifer Connelly do ass to ass for drug money, <laughs> wouldn't it make it less of an interesting meeting? That's I'd rather, true. I'd rather not find that out. I'd rather, yeah, I, you know what? I touche. want it to just be Keith David. <laughs> Long, tall Sally. <laughs> have me some fun. Have me some fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I just get him to do those lines, then I'd leave. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, "That's enough." Where are you rating that thing? Uh, me, man, that's a half. It's a half point. <laughs> half. half a point. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you guys, be sure to let us know what horror or other just movie parties you would like to attend, or maybe not like to attend, like a Texas Chainsaw dinner party. Count Ooh, me out. It's too hot in there. It's stuffy. Yeah. And it smells really bad <laughs> let us know about those over on the facebook group which you guys can find at facebook.com slash dead and lovely that's right tag team we did it tag team back again mm -mm. join mm -hmm. that thing up have some fun talk with all the cool kids all right steve we are here not just to bullshit around and talk about what we've been watching and what ass to ass parties we'd like to go to <laughs> we're talking about the invitation from 20 and 15 which is a movie oh i just realized like somebody is like oh i love the invitation and <laughs> i've i've listened <laughs> to other episodes of dead and lovely where they've given a good academic breakdown i'll check it out ass to ass <laughs> seems like they're talking about ass to ass a lot in this episode <laughs> oh, i don't know yeah. about this <laughs> i didn't anyway. sign up for this patreon canceled <laughs> Now, Steve, was this the first time that you've seen this talkie? No, no, it, I, I saw uh, I thought B you'd in the mentioned D. it before. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I saw it was on uh, Netflix way back in the day, and uh, saw that it was Karen Kusama, and I like Karen Kusama because she directed uh, uh, Jennifer's Body, uh -huh. and uh, I love Jennifer's Body. So, 
check this out it was way different but also i was like okay i'm into it emily and i watched it together it's just uh one of those you know slow burn type of things where the whole time when you're watching it the first time you're just being drug along with it and you're like you're getting the emotions the anxiety and the anger and all this stuff and by the time you're done with it you're like oh oh okay like so I, that's where that went that's yeah all right then uh but it, it was one that i i hadn't thought of going back to because of how i, I would say like taxing it is emotionally Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly one of those like riotous fun time watches. Right. It's like yeah. I can't wait to watch this again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So confession time. I thought I had seen this movie before. Yeah. I had not seen this movie before because this thing like it kind of just lives on Netflix. It's one of those ones yeah. that like mm-hmm. as it's long as Netflix there, has been and they're streaming, always recommending yeah. It. yeah, yeah, you can always stream through the uh, the or rather scroll through the horror section, and this movie is kind of always there. And I had confused it with Your Next. Oh, okay. I like that which movie. Which is another movie that kind of has like a meeting of friends and it turns murderous and stuff. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's similar to Ready or Not in ways. but In a way, know, yeah. Much different in other ways. But yeah, I, I like Your Next. But completely d- different uh, tones, I would say. Very <laughs> different kind of vibe yeah. and, and tone. Because like, to me, I remember watching... You're next. And I was like, The Invitation. Yeah, that was like kind of fun. It wasn't all that great, but it was at least entertaining to watch or whatever. We started this, and I was like, oh, I've absolutely never seen this movie. <laughs> Completely so, different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that last night was my, my first time watching this okay. thing. Yeah. So it was uh, kind of different than I was expecting. <laughs> I bet. Spoiler time, Steve. <laughs> I've not mentioned this yet to you. Yeah. I didn't really like this movie much at all. Okay. So there, duke it out with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Let's. Uh, we'll. I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into the things you don't like about it. But uh, Fine. I. It seems to be from my from what I've seen on our Facebook group and stuff because many people have posted about it. Seems to be uh, a little love it or leave it. Yeah, we've had a lot of people request that we do this movie. Yeah. Like, since the podcast mm-hmm. started, we've had a lot of people being like, could you please do The Invitation? It's one of my favorites. It seems to be a movie that a lot of people really, really dig. And I can get it. Like, I can understand the appeal and what people like about it. I just kind of feel like everything that this movie has done, I can get it from some other movie and get it 20 times better. Mm, okay. Like, this is almost one of those episodes where we could have done a you know watch that not this segment hmm because i'm like if you want secret cult watch kill list if you want grief right. watch hereditary right you know it's like they're just kind of a long list of things that this movie does that other flicks i think do a lot better frankly hmm. okay but it's like you said I, I went into it with high hopes because i love the director and if you listen to our jennifer's body episode i think yeah. that's actually like one of our best episodes that we've done on the show yeah for sure and there's a lot of great stuff in there. And, uh, you know, she was a part of Triple X as, as well. Or was it XX? Yeah, it was called XX. XX, yeah. She did the, the segment with the, the devil son. Where yeah. the, the mother had been cu- clipping his horns and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really, really weird. What yeah. other flicks has she done? Uh, she directed Eon Flux back in the I day. I never saw that. I heard, wait, like the, the cartoon show or the movie? Well, the movie with uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, was it any good? I never saw that. 
I saw it back in the day. I also saw the cartoon back in the day. I can't tell you anything either one of them is about. I never right? got it. I never understood it, but I liked them both visually. So okay, <laughs> um, it looks great. And Charlie Theron's awesome in it. Um, I, I'll have to watch it again, but it didn't make a big impression on me. Okay, uh, right she on. Also, is slated to direct the upcoming Dracula picture. Uh, because of the success of Invisible Woman, they want to try to do these lower budget universal monster type of movies instead of making an attempt at making the universal monsters avengers uh, Wait, with so tom cruise we're, are you telling me we're rebooting the universal monsters thing again? the universal Mon the the, uh, the tom cruise one was a reboot of of yeah. one that was happening as like 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 just years before do you remember dracula untold and the wolfman yep. with like benicio yep. del toro that was supposed to happen mm -hmm. or whatever i heard and, both uh, of those were really bad yep those were all supposed to be the start <laughs> of these universal monster reboots and uh, i i have talked about the universal monsters ad nauseum the past two episodes of legacy of brutality uh they have never given up on them they've no, never uh -uh. given up on them uh yeah yeah well, it, the thing is though is like they have to understand that those things were so magical important not because they were the greatest movies ever made it's because of the fucking time and context yeah. like yep. if you were Absolutely. alive in that time period and you saw a creature from the black lagoon you'd never fucking seen anything like that well no but, creature from the black now, lagoon came out in 1954 54 uh, yeah 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 the but uh say frankenstein yeah that that yeah well though it is similar to golem uh <laughs> <laughs> all right fine all right but it, but yeah like uh the in it had more relevance then because also they couldn't do a lot of stuff because of the sensor boards mm -hmm. uh through the 40s so a lot of that was just relying on familiarity and then also they i mean in the 90s though I would say that uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Bram Stoker's Dracula are the two best adaptations of the Absolutely. novels. Absolutely. So, so like, um, I haven't seen that Invisible Man movie yet, so I, I'll reserve judgment. I, I'm cool with them continually playing with the properties. I just don't understand what they were trying to do with the Tom Cruise thing. No. Because like, uh -huh. that, was, that was just a poor plan from the beginning. I think so. I'll tell you, dude, the reboot that we really need, the remake, the modern adaptation that everybody's clamoring for, that we need to see made into a huge budget mega motion picture. Okay. We need to see the great train crash. Boom! <laughs> it's like it's coming out of the screen! Ah. <laughs> you Could you imagine, though, like a fucking Michael Bay re-adaptation <laughs> of that shit? How fucking stupid that would be. The kiss. <laughs> Just a just a couple kissing. That's it. <laughs> wow. There you go. Garden party. Just some people in a garden. All right. So, so you're saying that Kasama here is getting in and she's going to be doing a Dracula. I wonder how it's going to be different than any other Dracul movie that we've been handed. I, I mean, judging from uh, what we see with The Invitation and XX, um, I mean, you know, the tone of Jennifer's body could probably be uh attributed mostly not mostly but in a lot of ways to diablo cody 
because yeah. it has a Diablo Cody feel to it. Very much. But yeah. the way that she shoots things and the, the, the stuff she seems to emphasize, I think would work well with a vampire movie. So I, I, I think it, it could be good. It'll probably be, you know, I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula does this. The, the uh, first Dracula does this where it's just kind of, um, you know, uh, the the romance of the the idea of dracula is kind of mm. pushed you know yeah, yeah so yeah. i i could see that being maybe pushed a bit this dark figure and and uh you know in a slow developing sort of tone would be uh, exactly in line with the novel so i i, I think she could do it successfully. well and especially too if she makes jonathan harker less of the lead and makes Mia yep. more of the lead, I think that that could be really interesting yeah, in terms absolutely. of her, her experience what... in, in dealing with, you know, the reliable, predictable yeah. life mate in the form of Harker versus the dark and mysterious, you know, sexy vampire temptation yeah. of Dracula. Like, if they kind of analyze the, I think, female perspective on the entire story, I think that could actually yeah. be something well, that, that new is, and something that we've not seen a million times already. That is something... I mean, there's precedent for it because uh, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Mina is is the, like, ah, very I said strong. Mia. Mina, yeah. Mina, yeah. She's, she's like, a very strong, like, leader-type character, you know. Um, so to see that would... I mean, because I would say Coppola kind of leaned toward that with... Um, Winona Ryder as as Mina in uh, yeah. Stoker's Dracula. I think he he gave her more of center stage, and Jonathan Harker was just kind of you know wooden Keanu Reeves for some reason. <laughs> the Count he has grown young. That's <laughs> 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 what he said. So yeah, I, I I'll be interested to see what she does with it. Uh, yeah, she, she obviously man. is is great at what she does. Uh, this movie I like. I think they're I think what you're saying is probably accurate that there are other movies that do some of these elements better, yeah. but it doesn't, it's to me like those elements, not one of them sticks out uh, as much as the state of will. Like I, I think the movie is us following will. And mm -hmm. so because you emphasize this one character, those other things are the the things that are instigating his tension and anxiety and whatnot. I I don't know. It's a, the because like grief isn't at the center of it, but it is a theme. Sure. Uh, anxiety is is probably more of the central theme because mm, okay. like he's he is constantly anxious in this home due to his grief due to uh circumstances with his wife it looked like she tried to kill herself at one point yeah uh, that's a little flashback to yeah there, probably so after like, the death of their son yeah so like there, his son died there his wife tried to kill herself there and now things are getting even more uncomfortable i think it's like it's about his anxiety uh the grief is is part of that anxiety and secondary though so i i don't know if uh I don't know if it's too centered on any one of those things, like the cult-like aspects or whatever. Yeah. I think, I think maybe it's it's um, it's not like groundbreaking. If if uh, yeah, I mean, 
I can agree with you on that. It's not it's not bringing anything new, but it is developing the tension and the you know anxiety and then delivers really well. I think once the action gets going. Mm-hmm. Which is like the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Of an yeah. hour and it's forty so, long movie. Yeah, it's so it's such a slow and slow and slow development and uh yeah, just so many small things adding up. But they, yeah. I think I think one they do hit the action when Choi finally shows up. Like That's where there is a little bit of uncertainty yeah. as far as like, oh, okay, so this guy is Yeah. Alive. And that that is where it sort of uh, makes you think like, oh, is this all in his head? Like, is he really? Because like it could end up just being a non-horror movie. Like you could watch this movie and it end up being that he it really is him dealing with his anxiety and his grief entirely and nothing bad happens. It's just us feeling his anxiety along with him. Um, and just seeing things around every corner that seem yeah. significant and all that yeah. that aren't really there, yeah. Yeah, and then be man, just, that'd be a boring movie. <laughs> it'd be a boring movie, yeah, yeah, it would. So the the cult part, I mean, because it makes sense, because like his his uh, reaction to all this has been to try to, you know, uh, face reality, like to face the fact, like our son is he's dead, he's dead, like that's it. Uh, and her reaction has been to try to escape reality. So the cult is just a, a an avenue to show that she's trying to escape reality. But sure. Then, I, I think this all comes out in development, probably. It's, it's probably just like they didn't necessarily start out thinking of a cult, maybe. They were like, what if you were at a dinner party and it got weird? Okay, well, why would it get weird? Uh, maybe somebody's son died. Uh, maybe somebody tries to get everybody to join a cult. Oh, that's crazy. Wait, uh, maybe we do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, to me, like, with everything that you're just talking about, uh, as far as kind of the central themes of the movie, to me, grief did stand out as the central theme in the movie and how people choose to deal with it, the different avenues that you can go to. I mean, uh, you know, the the ex-wife in the movie, Eden, you know, she has resorted to this this cult, this spirituality and lifestyle that allows her to let go of her negative emotions and stuff. Meanwhile, it seems like Will, our main character, has chosen to, like you said, directly confront everything. We're kind of given a couple of very, I think, very head-on, on-the-nose, like explicit indications of that. Yeah. I mean, the opening scene of the movie where him. he accidentally yeah. runs over a coyote and then and beats then. it to death with a tire iron. Well, yeah, he puts it out of his misery. I mean, <laughs> saying it that yeah. way makes it sound like he's just like, oh, I'm going to beat that to death. Uh, he's, he's putting <laughs> I mean, it he out does. of his misery, which which is setting up, like, yeah, that idea, which is basically what the cult is about, we learn. The cult is about putting each other out of our misery. Yeah, it's just another method of dealing with grief. Right, yeah, just in but, a different way or with a different yeah. justification of it or whatever, right? Yeah. And we, we're given all kinds of other symbols of the way that, that Will and Eden have dealt with the grief over the loss of their right. of their of their baby boy. And again, I think some of them are pretty head on in terms of the fact that the guy that Eden has replaced Will with kind of looks like a different version of Will. It's a it's a white True. guy with a similar haircut and a scruffy beard. They do beard. look very similar, yeah. It's uh yeah, yeah Lo Logan Marshall Green and Michael Huisman. Uh, Huisman. Huisman, yeah, the guy from uh, from the House on Haunted Hill. 
Oh, oh, that's what he's in. Yeah, and Logan Marshall Green played uh, Shocker number one in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's the Shocker that gets killed, and then Bokeem Woodbine takes over. Uh, Oh, shit. And he also looks like Tom Hardy. Yeah, he does, right? I thought he kind of looked like... Tom Hardy walked in while those two dudes were standing next to each other? It would just be like, which one do I shoot? (laughs) <laughs> I thought that he kind of looked like uh, Honestly kind of any modern country singer That took a bath <laughs> But then you know You've got you've got Will who has chosen to uh, You know connect with Kira I think is her name Yeah Kira Who looks a lot different than Eden And is obviously a very different kind of personality Yeah he's moving on her. with his life Yeah that that is exactly what You're right yeah they're showing like Eden is is trying to stay in one moment while saying she's moving on he's actually yeah. trying to move on and that's why this is such an anxiety producing moment for him is going back to something that he's moved on from yeah and that's too you know why eden is still living in the house yeah uh, where they had their marriage she's and where she tried to where, kill herself yeah. and where the son died yeah. and stuff she's still kind of there swimming around in that grief and in those memories and stuff and he's clearly tried to move on i don't think that there's a very explicit message of what is the better way to deal with grief I and think, guilt i don't think I they're think really trying is. to say one is right I, i'm yeah? pretty sure there is <laughs> d- d- doesn't she join a cult that tries to kill all the people oh, okay and yeah he, okay. he's well, that's just fair. A, a normal and he guy. doesn't <laughs> yeah i think there's a pretty strong message there that you you gotta move on from your grief and uh that, not let it define you yeah letting it define you and sticking in it is essentially death itself and you you know you suck away the souls of the people around you when you refuse to move on from things right yeah, yeah. and it's kind of revealed too that this this cult the invitation that everything is kind of based around yeah in this flick, it seems to attract other people who have gone through yeah. very hard times in their life or experienced some kind of loss, which is very, very, very true and very typical of cults. They what? tend to play upon vulnerable. vulnerable that's a hard word it to say. It is right sometimes, now. right? Yeah. Vulnerable people who have you know had some sort of damage in their life. Uh, that is definitely the type of people that cults prey on and yeah. religions prey on of all kind fine line between religion and cult yeah. by the way. I, I don't think there is a line honestly it's just that one yeah. is more <laughs> open about the exploitation yeah right yeah. It's like, I think after you reach a certain number of followers or maybe you've been around for a certain right. number of years it's considered a religion I mean yeah. Scientology is considered a religion now yeah. it's a cult y'all it's a fucking cult oh absolutely no I mean who is considering it a religion other than uh, technically the IRS but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's and Tom Cruise, I guess. Man, it's, huh. It seems pretty easy to push the government around if you're white, right? Remember those dudes yeah, that just took right? over that like uh, uh, national park or whatever? Oh, <laughs> yeah, then, they did that with their whiteness. And then yeah. it was just like, oh, okay, it's fine. But see you yeah. guys. That's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, yeah. yeah. Wow, that just blew my mind. Um. (laughs) (laughs) so we've got this cult that has taken in all these people that are dealing with grief and stuff and we kind of find that out you know over the course of the movie through the very very many monologues that are in here i I feel like at times this movie is just like will has a one-on-one conversation with someone who delivers a monologue right and then he separates and has another conversation yeah. with another person one-on-one in a different location, mm-hmm. which is followed by him having another conversation one-on-one with somebody who's at the party. It's just like, yeah. 
fuck, man. Okay. Like, is there no cleaner way to develop exposition and characters in this? Um, there probably would be a way to do it a little differently. I would think it just seems though that the focus is trying to keep us on will. So it's almost like all the other stuff that would be going on as exposition to develop all the other characters is going on. We just don't see it. All we see is will. Yeah, everything's kind of sticking yeah. on, on his perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, but you're right. No, yeah, nobody else gets developed too much except for uh, David and um, Eden. And, you know, we don't learn much about Kira except she's uh, uh, obviously a great girlfriend who's, like, mm-hmm. trying her damnedest. And, Boy, uh, howdy, she has the patience <laughs> of a fucking saint. I'll tell yeah. you that. Good Lord, yeah. man. Uh, and uh, also murders a, a man, so she's a badass. Uh, yeah, she is a badass, man. Yeah. I mean, everybody else, yeah, there's not a whole lot. What do we got? Uh, Gina, she, she likes cocaine. We learned that. Uh, <laughs> Miguel and Tommy are uh, in a relationship. That's all we know. Uh, ben, That's kind of all. Ben Ben and his wife don't like each other. Uh, Sa- yep. Who's, oh, Sadie is the cult girl. We learn a good bit about how crazy Sadie is. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, and even like with that character of, of Ben that you were talking about a second ago, we learn his connection to Will through that extremely fucking lazy exposition. Yeah, Whenever it like is. Will it's and Kira lazy. arrive yeah. to the party, and he's like making introductions. He's like, hey, I'm Ben. You remember the guy that you tried to start a business with that went down the tubes yeah. years ago? Yeah, that was like, bad. God damn, yeah, really? That's like the that. best way you could fucking insert <laughs> that character detail? Really? Yeah. Uh oh Ugh. oh Pruitt also gets developed a good bit. Yeah, the the token guy that shows up at a party that's older than everybody that makes <laughs> yeah. everyone uncomfortable. Uh, we already talked about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that person. Don't be that if, person. There's a, if there's a party where you're like everyone's senior by like yeah. 15 years, don't go. If your neighbor <laughs> invites you to a party, uh maybe they're just being nice if you show up and everybody there is way younger than you. Maybe it's time to just be like I just wanted to come say hi and head back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not trying to sound all ageist or anything, but I have been on both sides of that. I've been the young person that's at a party and an old yeah. person shows up and you get weirded out. I've also been the old guy that shows up and I'm like, I don't belong here. I'll be right. seeing you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. I, yeah, don't be that person. Don't be Pruitt. I think, yeah, I think the people who are developed the most are the cult. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and david that's it or not david uh, will that's it um everybody else doesn't have a choi has zero personality because yeah, none. he doesn't He's the guy that's until not near there. the end and then doesn't really say much yeah and then gets kind of scatmanned and that's just sort of <clears throat> yeah. the whole thing with his character like he never yeah, really kinda. goes mm-hmm. anywhere he's kind of there as sort of like a really limp red herring yeah. i guess yeah uh, which, you know? but it worked. I mean, that I, you, it, you can't call it limp when it does work. It does make you think like, okay, I'm on his side when he starts being like, no, this is bullshit. Where's Choi? Because Choi did send him a message saying like, I'm here. And yeah. it, it, it does work with you. It does make you think like, oh fuck, they killed Choi. What's going on? And then when Choi Man, shows up, it's like, know. wait, what the fuck? To me, it wasn't really a red herring. To me, like, all along this entire movie, I just kind of knew what was going to happen. I was like, this is going to turn into a fucking death cult, suicide, 
scenario because there's just so many warning right. signs the whole time that I was never once like, maybe this is all in Will's head and he's just looking into things too much and these are all kind and gentle souls that want to help him move on. Like, never once did it strike me that way. Huh. And, I mean, like I said, I knew nothing about this movie going into it, so it's not like, oh, the ending had been spoiled for me or whatever. Right. Like, no, I, I just didn't really ever get the feeling that stuff wasn't going to come off the rails. So even when well, Troy showed back up, I was just like, oh, well, what the fuck ever. Things are still going to go downhill. I mean, I, I guess we know that for sure because it's a horror movie, but that, that's the entire genre. Like, how could it be different? <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I mean, it could it could turn into something way different where he ends up being like, "I'm gonna kill all you before you kill me." Right. It turns into a bloodbath, and then it turns out he was wrong. Like, but that would be a horrible movie. <laughs> I'm uh, all right. Or I, would it? <laughs> I think I think at, at the base you're rejecting the premise of the movie. So like, it's uh, yeah. Like if you don't like the premise, yeah. You're, it's not going to work. I might be a redneck. No, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work if you don't like the premise. So you're right. Like, the the bits that you say are, are negative are true. And if you don't buy into the premise, if you don't really, if the Choi moment doesn't hit you at all, it, yeah, it really is just a, okay, we know this is going to happen. We know where this is headed. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I mean, even though it's kind of unfair to, like, you know, nickel and dime it and really compare it to a movie like hereditary it's like even in well this a movie came like out hereditary, hereditary oh yeah 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 but I'm, I'm just saying like in that flick there was multiple moments where i was like maybe this is all in her head you know because she has this history of mental illness in her family and this huge amount of grief right in her life and stuff there's multiple times in that flick where i'm going maybe it's all in her head right you know i think and i then think it the fewer the number of characters makes that work better I, yeah, I do think yeah. this suffers from having too many characters. You know what? It does kind of have a lot of people that show up that never really get yeah. developed yeah. that much. Like, like Claire. I never really got a lot of, yeah, like I never <laughs> yeah. really got a lot of personality out of any of these characters, even though all they do for like the first 80 minutes of the movie is stand around and talk to each other. Right. I still don't really get personality out of any of them. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. If, um, I mean, honestly, yeah, if you cut, because it would be more menacing if, say, it was just Will and Kira and another couple and then Eden, David, Sadie, and Pruitt. It's far yeah, more menacing totally. when it's four on four. Yeah, than, exactly. Yeah. At, at so many points, I mean, like, at so many points, I was thinking, like, if I were in this, this is not how I would act. I would leave. Same far ahead of any of this yeah it's like oh you want to watch a snuff film before dinner i'm the right. fuck out i do understand the uh the connections and the difficulties of leaving in this situation but with the things that occur i would have gone long before this all started dude let me south. ask you this though man if if you we're taking you, your new girlfriend to meet your ex-wife, <sighs> ex-wife in the, the house, house that you used died. to live in. Yeah, that your kid died in, yeah. and stuff started getting kind of weird right away. 
Wouldn't I you at least go. like spare her and be like, "Yeah, I want to get you the fuck out of here because this shit's oh absolutely way weird." Like, absolutely would not. Uh, why would I you put that? I wouldn't make my that. wife deal with that. That's what I I'm saying. Like, no, I would not make anybody. No matter how long I'd known them, I would not make. I would immediately just be like, "Let's go. We're out. This is ridiculous. I'm not yeah. hanging out." I'm not hanging out with a fucking cult. What the fuck? Yeah. God damn it. I, I mean, he says this shit pretty much. Like, the moments where he really says what I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, that's why I'm with Will. But what's with everybody else? I don't get it. Yeah, like, there's so many points in here that, again, are just giant red flags where you're like, yeah. why the fuck aren't you cutting out? Dude, like, everybody's, like, hanging out, and I think dude's, like, giving that speech and stuff like uh-huh. this, and you look down the hallway and you see Sadie there, Pooh Bear in it in the hallway. Uh-huh. Okay, like, I mean, who is this now? Right. Why wouldn't I uh, leave right now? I was like, all right, what's up, Lindsay Burge? <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Sadie, who, who is that? Uh, Lindsay Burge, she, she's in another movie that I have mentioned before, but is, I, I mean, not anything you maybe have seen, but Lindsay Burge was in a movie called The Midnight Swim that I, I really no, enjoyed. I've never seen that. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, she, I, I don't know anything else that she was in. It didn't uh, seem familiar to me, but uh, she looks familiar. <laughs> well, she's got that classic Pooh Bear vibe the first yeah. time that we meet her. Yeah, which, I mean... She won We've me talked over about it before. We're a sucker for poo bearing. Uh huh. And then she was crazy and super sexual. And I was like, all right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Sadie? What's going on? <laughs> but then, you know, when you've got this weird guy, Pruitt, that shows up and then tells you this story about how he fucking beat his wife to death in a drunken the, rage, I'd leave. That- Yes, I like even if I had made it to that point, that's the end. That's it. And I'll be yeah, leaving. You're now. telling me Thank this you. big intimidating guy who's here in this very strange situation that we don't know murdered his wife, and all the doors are locked. Yeah, and I'm also going. there's plenty of booze and stuff around, and this guy is a murderous alcoholic. Maybe uh, it's time to cut out. I think. I, I mean, I, I know, get man. that it was manslaughter, but like. I I just like that uh, it the vibe of him when he's telling the story is just like so cold. Yeah. Like, uh, if I were to uh, first off one would never hit my wife. If I were to accidentally push my wife over uh, in some freak accident and she were to die, I would never ever forget about it. I would be devastated the rest of my life. Sure. So if I were to be as ridiculous as to punch my wife and it killed her i don't know how you recover from that and then tell an entire group of people the story including mainly strangers yeah i'm out i don't want to hear it <laughs> like that's right? so many instances where i would just be out bye we're no longer friends Fuck yeah you. <laughs> well and then too like when you see that they're locking the doors and there's fucking bars on the windows and stuff Come on, yeah. man. Like like no. 15 minutes into this movie, I was like, and I'd leave here, and yeah. I'd be leaving now, and now I'd be that's, leaving. Okay, so that's that's why Claire makes some sense. Maybe you have two couples other than the four uh, 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 cult members, and you have Claire. Claire leaves. Apparently in a uh, deleted scene, she gets killed. I assumed that she got killed, but... Um, yeah, it never really shows us. Like, I was thinking earlier today, I was like, well, at least she got away alive, but... I guess she I, didn't. I, I get wonder why not they deleted showing that. It. 
I get not showing it. it. Otherwise, there's there's really no like questioning whether or not this is a cult. And it, as I said, if you don't buy into that premise, it's not interesting. And it, you know, the, so if you show that, yeah, that early, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I know what's happening. The only way you could have done that and like had her die and had the reveal happen is if there was a Halloween style scene where. As Will and Kira are trying to like escape the house, they find her corpse, you know, out of her car, right. or they've dragged the body back in. Absolutely. That's the only way to do it. That could have worked, one hundred percent. That would have been cool. But others uh, are just kind of left with this dangling thing where we're like, "Oh, she left, so she got away. Cool." Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think you cut down the number of people, and uh, then beyond that you need more people being like this is weird like because they would be <laughs> like it is you need weird. that you need that fuck politeness credo you do you need the old my favorite murder fuck politeness credo yeah if you're if you're a woman out there and there's a guy like oh i lost my puppy can you help me find him over here in the woods where no one can see you no fuck no. you yeah, i cannot help you i cannot help you uh and yeah. politeness has men, cost people their lives yeah even for men remember don't like and this i think happens to men where they end up in these terrible situations with dudes that they don't trust already because they're being like well you can't say anything like i don't want to sound like a wuss fuck Mm -hmm. that yeah fuck (laughs) that fuck that just speak up immediately get the hell out of a situation that doesn't feel right just don't do this don't do what these people are doing which is i understand my frustration with this movie was with that the entire time now i think i i buy into it but i i think it also it is it it's just beyond belief to me that not enough of them are also saying off to the side like i don't want this is weird right like when they're having the side conversations it would make sense if at least one or two of them was like so like what's going on here yeah or like ben early on in the party is like so i just got fucking full-on slapped in the face by the host so that's that's weird right and he stays are you kidding me yeah i i don't know uh yeah i'm with you i mean i get uh i get the feeling and desire that like you know this is your friend and she's gone through something hard and you haven't seen her and you want to be there for her and you went through it together yeah you went through it together and you may even be understanding that she's uh, has an emotional outburst uh i mean that's fine uh i i could very easily see uh her slapping me and then apologizing and me being like all right cool uh but she doesn't do that she doesn't apologize. She says <laughs> to move on because she has. <laughs> right. Well, and then <laughs> she's like, "What?" <laughs> I don't understand how anybody at this party managed to bite their tongue when that one guy said penguins are overrated. Are you fucking kidding me? Penguins Man. are overrated. Are you crazy? First off, no, no, penguins Correct. are not overrated. Nope. That is crazy. That's what just is crazy? Wrong with it's you? lunacy. Penguins are overrated. My goddamn ass. Fuck politeness. And fuck you if you don't like penguins. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> now, Steve, the, the cast in this, I want to know more yeah. about. Um, 
Well, let me tell you a little bit about the cast. I mean, we already talked about Michael Heisman, Logan Marshall Green. We, mm-hmm. we know, uh, you know, all that. Uh, we do have John Carroll Lynch, who is absolutely amazing as Pruitt and is amazing in all sorts of stuff. From yeah, American he's always Horror like Story, somebody's Zodiac. dad and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fargo. I mean, Fargo is his like cutest role. Oh, sure. that's where she's yeah. like, I got you some Arby's. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I love that I love movie Fargo. so much. It's so that's good. great. Anyway, uh, John, John Carroll Lynch, I love him. And he, he's amazing as a uh, horror villain because he does have like, he has an intimidating presence, but he has a face you trust. Totally, yeah. He just looks like a nice dad or something. Um, but he's he's a big guy, so also yeah, he can get intimidating for sure. Yeah, there's another guy in here though, Doctor Joseph on those videotapes. Did did he look familiar to you, Ben? Okay, yes, it was driving me insane, and I was kind of hoping that we'd see more of his character, but he's just kind of uh-huh. limited to like two videos on that laptop, and that's about it. What? Well, there's one place you may remember him from that's recent. And that is, okay. uh, he was the dad in Halloween 2018. He was married Holy to Holy shit. Yeah. He is that, okay. like, funny, fucking corny dad yeah. in the new Halloween. Yeah. But what you don't know, Ben, and what's going to blow your dick clean to Mars. Oh, my God. I've barely got any left. It's just a nub at this point. Toby Huss was Artie, the strongest man in the world. Bull fucking shit. No. No. Absolutely. No way. Yep. <laughs> You're talking about the character from the Adventures of Pete and Pete that could That's be right. summoned by letting loose tire air. Yep. <laughs> Holy. Artie, the strongest shit. man in the world. I cannot believe this. So you're saying the dad in the new Halloween is uh-huh. Artie. Yep. Okay, I am now dickless. It's gone. Yep, it's, it's, it's gone. It's just it's gone. Mars. It's been vaporized. It's up there. On Mars, it looks hanging like out. Thanos just snapped it off. It's just dust <laughs> evaporating at this point. Holy fuck! That is yeah. goddamn Artie. I had no idea. I didn't. Like, I knew I was he was looking familiar. At his IMDb. Yeah, yeah. You see his face, and he look, just looks so familiar. I was like, man, what's he from? And I was like, oh, Halloween 2018. I was looking through the IMDb, and I was like, wait a second, no way, Artie, Artie, the strongest man in the world. world. Pete, and Pete, dude. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. What a, great, a great show. show. What a <laughs> great show. Dude, I had no idea about that. Yeah, this movie is kind of full of people that you know from stuff, but you don't know yeah. them. I yeah, thought that uh, the uh, the chick playing Eden was really familiar, and I was like, she kind of looks like, well, again, the bag serial version of Liv Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She was. Uh, she's recently been in uh, the that Tom Hanks, um, Mr. Rogers movie. Man, I've been putting that off because I know that's going to be yeah, a Yeah, I know destroyer. it's going to be a cry. Yeah, ooh, ooh. I'm not ready for that kind of ugly cry right now. Nope. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, she she does. Yeah, she's she looks a bit like Liv Tyler. That's a good point. Yeah, she, she she's like across she's between her and ah oh, fuck, what is her name? Somewhere over the rainbow, I'll see you in St. Louis. Whatever her name is, Judy Garland. <laughs> Judy Garland. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Good she's combo. like if those two people got in one of the telepods in the fly. Yeah, and, and then came out together. not a creature that <laughs> is and pitiable and right. you want to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how about when she fucking shoots herself in the stomach? Talk about the Dude, dumbest brutal. goddamn suicide ever. 
You just bleed out. It would take yeah. so long. Bleeding out and sepsis. What a dumb Ooh. ass way to kill yourself, dude. And, th- and here, here's another thing about this movie that I just don't fucking get. So the whole plot of this party is like everybody dies, right? Right. So why do they get mad whenever Will kind of accidentally, they think, kills Sadie? Like he pushes her over here. She hits her head on that like... Uh, piece of furniture or whatever, and oh, they think that she's well dead, they, and they're like mad at him. And it's like, well, well they, she was gonna they die had a anyway. Plan. Well, they had a plan that um, I I don't think necessarily involved all of them dying. Okay, um, I believe it involved the the cult killing all the other people. Why? Uh, it seemed like to release their pain was what they were saying. I mean, but then they're like convicted killers. Well, as you saw at the end, the entirety of Los Angeles was caught up in the wave of the invitation. So it seemed like doing it. it seemed like a coordinated attack. Uh, I think this the scene where the lights are like lighting up in the hills. Were, uh, it seems like it may have inspired us. I know, right? It totally yeah. reminded me of the ending of that yeah. when you see like the red hands, like holding hands across America and stuff. Yeah. So, well, and also like whenever he, uh, you remember, like they go out. There's like a scene on the lake that I remember where it kind of indicates that this is happening in all the other houses. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it seemed to have like an us, like us seemed to have like some. Im- invitation influence maybe yeah uh, and i'll tell you what that's honestly probably my favorite part of the movie is the very end whenever they go out there and they see yeah. the red lanterns everywhere because in a sense you see that and you're like man this is fucked up like this cult is everywhere and you know everybody's dying there's sirens and helicopters and screaming right. and gunshots and stuff like that but then honestly like i kind of took a more i don't know what you'd say hopeful tone from it in a way in that Considering that this whole cult thing is, you know, about dealing with grief and loss and stuff like this, it's kind of like saying everybody is going through this. Like, there is no household that is untouched by grief or loss in some way. And That's a good point. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah, they yeah. dealt with it in a really fucked up way, but I right, like kind of, too, is, that it's it showing. It is an indication that yeah. these people aren't alone, but it's also an indication that uh, the large number of people... I think specifically this is some critique on L.A. culture. Right. A large I got number that too, of people in, like in L.A. culture. Especially, yeah, because these are people living in the hills. Like, uh, yeah, under it does the seem Hollywood to be a- sign, it shows us even. <laughs> Just right under it, directly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, so they're, um, you know, the, the idea is, I think, more that this is spread among these uh, detached slightly strange people who um are also experiencing loss and grief but don't have maybe the real world experience to know how to deal with it and maybe sometimes have a little too much money to deal with it right yeah So they seek so many different therapies and things that are just off the beaten path maybe they're more likely to you know wind up in a cult yeah i mean we're definitely dealing with time yeah we're definitely, you know, dealing with Scientology, as we said, but like, um, you know, Manson, the Manson family 
they killed up in the Hollywood Hills. So like there's, there's also some indication towards the Manson family, especially with the way Will looks. He looks very much like Charles Manson. Yeah, like, an old hippie and stuff. Yeah. And, and Sadie is very reminiscent of the kind of like flower child. Yep. Uh, kind of personality that you kind of associate yeah. with the Manson Bunch. And, and there's allusions to other cults and stuff, too. I mean, they specifically sure. mentioned that they're giving everybody phenobarbital, which is what killed the Heaven's Gate cult members. Right. Yeah, uh, they, yeah the Heaven's Gate. I believe Gate. drank it in vodka and juice yeah. or something, if, if I'm apple not mistaken. Applesauce as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, and applesauce. That's right, yeah. And it produced that foaming in the mouth kind of response and stuff like we see, I think, Gina go yeah, through Gina. in the movie. Yeah, Gina's the only one who drinks it. Um, everyone else gets killed in much more brutal ways. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of Jim Jonesy in a sense too. I mean, it the, is, the idea yeah. that they were going to have everybody and, yeah. drink something and yeah, and escape this world and all its memories. Uh, uh, sorry, not memories. This world and all its misery and stuff it's is evil, very yeah. uh-huh. Jim Jonesy in a way. Um, yeah. I think that there's also maybe a little bit of that Nexium vibe. Now I think that the right. Nexium stuff happened. Though that's maybe that's more this. of a. I, I'd say he's more of like a Rasputin type of character because he's trying to surround himself with only women, basically. Yeah, the fucking. But Vanguard. it is a very much a cult for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and again, it attracts people with way too much money in the Hollywood Hills and shit like yeah. that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like that it kind of draws from a variety of different cults rather than just sort yeah. of trying to imitate one. I kind of wish that we would have gotten a little bit more of the mythos and mythology. I mean, I, I love occult stuff. I love finding out about all those kinds of things about cults. Yeah. Um, so I would have done well with having a little bit more of that in the movie. But then again, that probably would have made it all the more obvious what was going on here. You know? Right. I mean, maybe it would have been... Maybe it would have been better if the the whole kind of cult angle seemed to win some of these people over and some of these people got interested because they had gone through things that they couldn't let go of or whatever. Uh-huh. But the fact is, that this entire dinner party, they're like, hey, maybe join our cult. Here's a video of some lady dying. And everybody's like, that's kind of fucked up. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, not interested, weirdos. Yeah, it kind of right, makes let, you kind of the whole kiss movie. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never played I want at a party, but that seems like some real like teenage party shit. <laughs> yeah, again, another point where I'd be like, and it's time to leave. See you later. Yeah, yeah, I not interested. <laughs> not interested in the adult version of uh, truth Spin or the dare. bottle or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's gonna be a hard pass for me, even if there is some. Some great blow at the end of the rainbow there. Oh, man. <laughs> what? That was a weird little addition. That's a weird but, little bit right Okay, there. fine. Gina's going to snort some coke, I guess. All right, then. What do you think about the acting in this? I mean, we've talked about the cast a bit, but how do you think that they do? I, I mean, I, it feels natural. Um, man, I don't think so, personally. Okay. They whisper. Everybody fucking whispers. Nobody speaks at full volume unless they're yelling. Everybody, the whole movie, is always talking like this all the time. Well, except Why? when they're talking to the whole group. It's then they're just low. talking normal. I was like pumping the volume up the whole time, man. I don't know, man. I, I thought that, I thought that the one part in the movie where Will says, like, this is a direct quote. Will says, "I don't know how to act," and I was like, "Wow, this just got really meta." <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i don't know to uh, me everything just seemed very stilted and maybe it is I, due to I, 
all the weird like clumsy exposition that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I just didn't think the dialogue and stuff was written very well. The, like the actors probably did as good of a job as they could, but it's just not really how people talk. I don't know. It didn't, and none of it stood out to me. Weird. As ne- necessarily weird. I mean, um, apparently I'm in the minority here because a lot of people love yeah. this movie. But to me, like, yeah. a lot of it just seemed really unnatural. I think that, I think that Eden did a really good job. I thought that she was very convincing as this person who has been kind of off the grid, and then they show back up and they're kind of like a little bit spacier, more spiritual, weirder than right. they used to be. I thought that she and uh, David did a pretty good job. Will was just so flat the whole movie. He was just so emotionless. And I'll tell you what, man, that's a hard thing to play. Like playing emotionless, playing I'm just trying to remain steady and calm and not react. It's really hard to do that convincingly. I mean, recently we watched through Sex Education on Netflix, like I was talking Uh about a couple weeks ago, and there's a character on there that has a really kind of fucked up weird life that is very emotionless through most of the show because he's just trying uh-huh. to you know suppress his emotions and stuff and he does it incredibly well and i can't even really tell you what the difference is between the way that he acted in terms of being emotionless and unreacting versus the way that will did in this where the whole movie he's pretty emotionless i can't really tell you what makes one better than the other but i don't know it was better in the other case than it was in this. Because to me, in this movie, he was just so flat. I didn't think of Will as emotionless at all. I mean, there, he, has several, okay. he has several emotional outbursts Well, you know what, movie. though? I mean, maybe this is also telling us more about, uh, you know, again, kind of the topic of the movie, the way people deal with, with grief. I mean, maybe the all way right. that I see Will is I'm seeing I would not react that way, and you're seeing it as I would act that way, so it seems natural I mean, maybe yeah, we're just kind of seeing yeah. the different lenses you can experience this movie through. That's true. I mean, like, absolutely. For me, it's it's about anxiety. I have anxiety, and uh, I'm feeling Will the whole time. I get okay, it. Okay, there you go. I, yeah. I understand. Like, to me, it's like it, he he doesn't want to be there. You can tell. But he also thinks he should. And so it's a constant anxiety. And then also there are weird things going around but other people aren't acknowledging it. And I, I, I have definitely in my teenage years had outbursts where stuff like that was happening, where it was just like, no, we have to talk about this because this is obviously happening and you're all denying it. Like, yeah, like just not being able to, but of course, as I said, I would leave. That is my coping mechanism for that situation. Yeah. Cut out. Get the fuck out. So I did understand his anxiety, but I was also frustrated because I would leave. So I didn't get at a certain point that there was enough reason for him to stay. So I also have trouble with the movie, but not not the same situation. But I think you might be right. It might have to do with like, uh, I mean, what would you do in this situation? Like, I'd not, cut out. Not, not this. No, yeah, you cut out. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, it's like so, I would yeah. be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You guys are really weirding me out. I've just made this new girlfriend. I'm yeah. moving on with my life. You guys are clearly stuck I in the past. I haven't seen any of you in two years anyway. Like that, I also felt like that was kind of one of the elements that's going on is that Will is awkward because they abandoned him for two years. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, like that group of friends and stuff. Yeah, like they weren't there for him, so it's got to feel awkward and probably not exciting to do. Sure. I, I just don't, yeah, I don't get the entire, like, why you would go for real. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, especially it's like, this is my ex-wife, and she wants me to come to the house where our kid yeah. died and stuff. Yeah. I did like how in the movie, every time he has, like, a flashback about, you know, the sun and stuff like that, it's like he'll walk by a particular room in the house, and then you just kind of seamlessly transition into a flashback where the kid is there playing in that room. And it's not like a, well, I don't know, visually it is kind of explicit, like the... The flashbacks are usually like cooler colors and the present day is these warmer colors and uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. But it's never really made like super explicit that he's having a flashback. Like there's no like, you right. know, Vaseline filter on the lens or anything like that. I kind of like that it shows that this is something that he's not gotten rid of. He's not just right. disposed of his grief for his kid. He still has the memories and stuff like that. And they'll hit you like a ton of bricks just when you happen to walk by a certain room or think of a certain thing. It makes you think about when that kid was in that room playing with those dinosaurs and shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I like that it shows that, you know, just because his attitude with his grief is to take it head on doesn't mean that he's gotten rid of it or disposed of it or he acts like none of it's ever happened. It's still very much with him, and I like that they show that in the movie. Yeah, I think that might be some of his motivation for actually going there is is just getting to reminisce to try to remember mm -hmm. a, the good times and the, stuff, yeah. yeah a bit of the stuff that he's he's trying to move on from but to just try to remember the good times and it also gets caught up with the bad times so yeah i mean it's it's always going to be a bittersweet idea of going back over yeah. something that devastating i i yeah i just can't imagine though I, I, again, like in my own head, I can't imagine. I can imagine maybe forcing myself to go to like just, you know, confront the the uh, fear or the the worry I had. But the second things got weird, I'd be like, okay, no, fuck this. Off we go. Bye bye. Yep. See you later. For sure. I will tell you, though, like as much as I'm bitching about things in this movie, I will say one thing that I think that it did handle very well is the gay couple in the movie oh, yeah. that uh -huh. were just two dudes that were there, and it was never and they announced were a couple. that they were gay. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we're here, you're token gay friends, or like, every right. party needs a gay couple. Have you noticed that we're gay? Like, right. I like that they just played it off, that it's just like, well, yeah, just like in real life, these are two people that are in a relationship I, that don't have to announce their sexuality every two seconds, just like in real life, unlike what you see in movies all right. the fucking time. Yeah, where it's just, they're, yeah, they're, they don't know how to write a gay character as a complex character, as yep. someone who acts the way a person acts. Yeah, I, I think Miguel may be bisexual because when he asks for a blowjob, he's just generally to the room. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, huh. uh, yeah, that's, I like that's that. That's interesting, too, because my other observation is that they made the bisexual character, Sadie, the fucking lunatic. Right, right but I think she's a lunatic just in general and uh, probably uses all of her her uh, life to lunatic. Like, she, she is <laughs> Lunatic cool in 24-7. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, you can lunatic like crazy when you're sex. 
When you're sex, you heard when me. When you're sex. <laughs> when you're sex, you can lunatic. Everybody knows that. Please make that into a song. Yeah. When you're sex, you can lunatic. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, like uh, I said, I liked how they handled the dudes. I thought that it was just one of those yeah. things where it's just like you're watching the movie and you're like, oh, those guys are a couple. Yeah, they are. Um, it, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I think uh, I really think the action the 20 minutes of action that we get is well done and i i like the build up to it i think it works really well so like um i I would say there there there's certainly the negatives there are certainly issues but i i like this movie i enjoy it i think it's um i think if you haven't seen it it's worth a watch but by this point why have you listened this long if you haven't seen it yeah really right <laughs> but go watch it uh but uh it, it, you know i i would like to hear from other people who didn't like it because i have a, i have seen other people say they didn't like it but i haven't seen why so i, I would like to see what it is because i think you might have hit on something that like if you if you don't if you don't buy into will's anxiety then you're not really with the movie and it's it's just gonna be one of those like okay so when's the cult stuff gonna happen and it takes far too long for that to happen if that's what you're waiting on that's what i was waiting on because to me the whole time it was just so very obvious like okay i'm watching a horror movie these people are acting weird they're Mm -hmm. in a cult it's gonna get weird yeah yeah i know shit is gonna go south and then so for me the whole movie was just waiting 80 minutes through a ton yeah. of exposition and monologue. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Actually, to start yeah, trying to see it for that perspective. It's like, yes, yeah, so much shit happens that really only just uh, adds to you expecting something to happen. Yep. I'll tell you to me what could have made this better. What made would have made this a more interesting movie. So, I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, more convincing red herrings to where I'm constantly second guessing. Like, is this in Will's head or not? Right. I wish that more of that was there. Or, to me, the other angle that would have made this better and more interesting is to really get deeper into the relationship of Kira and Will. And basically... Okay. yeah. yeah. I feel like Kira is really underused because she she's she actually is. a really great actress in this and she's yeah. just kind of scenery most of the time. Yeah, and yeah. I would have liked it better <laughs> if it was more of an analyzation of what it's like to get back into your partner's you know, X's life to get into that sphere and how strange it is. Like, honestly, if Kira was the main character, oh, I think yes. this would have been a better that movie. That would have improved the movie for sure, yes. You know, for her yep. to be like, I'm I'm with this new guy, Especially he's got because- an ex-wife, and now I'm going back and getting into that world and experiencing what that was like and how awkward and strange this is. I think that would have been a better movie. And and Will keeps walking off and talking to other people in whispers, and Just you don't know what's her, going dude. on. Yeah, but I mean that adds to the to the tension, like what's going on, wh- what is happening here. Like she knows less than Will. If we're seeing it through her eyes, then it would help with the problem that that you, you and I, I think a lot of people probably do have with this is that it seems pretty obvious what's going to happen from the beginning. If we're seeing it from yeah. her perspective, we get so much less information. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that would work a whole lot better. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. I think that you could have got into some great relationship I dynamics, mean, yeah. dealing with your partner's past and past relationships and stuff. Um, and then also dealing with them being back in a, 
in a house where they lived such a huge part of their life and their fucking son died and all that stuff and they have to go off right and go back into the kids old room and go and explore the house on their own and do these things and get through them on their own but how that also leaves you literally and emotionally stranded in the meantime while they work through their past yeah. i think that's a better movie well, yeah i think for sure there there's something there that uh, would be probably play out much more interesting and play out in a way that we haven't seen before like i don't know maybe ready or not plays with that as does your next they both kind of play with that a little bit but yeah yeah ready or not is way more like i'm getting into your family now right. what is this like yeah very much so yeah Yeah, but uh, ready or not also reveals a lot in scenes where we're not seeing her but i think it, yeah if we're only seeing kira and only seeing what she sees uh it, yeah it adds to the creepy factor you're not sure what's going on you're not even sure if will is in on it because he keeps sneaking off to talk to people and See, that could have been a cooler movie, yeah. too. Yeah. Or maybe even that, you know, he was a part of this cult, and that's why he left and maybe. stuff. Like, that could have been neat if sure. you're like, maybe he's a part of it again the whole time. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but okay. I mean, but uh, for the, the movie that that we got, I, I enjoyed it. I liked uh, the way it played out. I think it could be improved. I, I definitely think there were too many characters. At the end of the day, it's, uh, it's a well-done like well shot well paced movie if you buy into certain things if you don't it uh it takes a long time to pay off what you expect is gonna happen anyway so totally man uh so if i'm gonna slap a rating on this i'm gonna give it a six and a half i'd say to a seven Maybe. Ooh, man, well above your middle of the road autopsy of Jane Doe average, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, you know, I watched this a second time and had forgotten Choi hadn't been killed and bought into it again. So, I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't, I didn't um, have many complaints until I really started trying to look at it critically, and even then, like, you know, I. Maybe you cut a couple characters, whatever, but it works for me. Right on, man. I get it. And, and I mean, you know, from us talking about it, it is one of those situations where it's like maybe your expectations or real life experiences might tamper with your viewing of this movie. Oh, um, yeah. For me, in my own perspective, I, gosh, I just thought it was really boring. I thought it was really boring <laughs> and really long. And considering that, like, I just kind of felt from the first second that I knew what was going on with this house party and this cult and stuff, and I was just waiting for it to happen. It's like fucking waiting for Christmas, you know? It's just like it just, <laughs> come on already. When does it start? And instead I just get tons of monologues and stuff. I almost feel like this is one of those flicks that, as we oftentimes say with movies that kind of flow like this one does, it could have been a great 20-minute short in an anthology. Huh. I feel like you could have gotten about everything out and left some of those unanswered questions and left them sort of vague and ambiguous in a way, and that would have given you something to think about after you left the theater or whatever. I feel like you could have told this movie a lot more succinctly than an hour and 40 minutes, you know? When the action uh, starts, it's good. I think the soundtrack and stuff is actually pretty good. I think the soundtrack in this is um, pretty well serving the movie. But overall, I just I just don't really care about the characters. I don't know why they didn't just fucking leave. 
So for me, considering <laughs> it that there, is the absolute logical thing to do, just right? Leave. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like there was anything really barring them from leaving. No. I mean, even it's no. like, oh, the front doors are locked. Well, you can uh, unlock them. Could you unlock this door, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's not a keyed entry to leave the house. Yeah. So to me, well, it's no, just there like, was. unless there, there was, was like a, a there was, they had a, yeah, that's why they couldn't unlock the doors. Hmm. Man. That just seems but like kind of like locking the house up to lock it up and make it impossible for people to leave. Just kind of like, oh, there's no cell service up here. It's like, well, okay. That is, I mean, you have to, to do be that fair, that you is also to. true of that area of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh, they have bad on. cell service up in the hills. Yeah, so for me, I was just not engaged with the characters and their logic. Um, I thought a lot of it was just kind of like, artistically shot for the sake of doing it that way not really to make it better i was bored man like for me this movie it, it is competently shot there's some nice sh looking shots and stuff in here soundtrack is good there's a couple of good performances and again i like the very very end of the movie like the very 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 end i think it's pretty mm -hmm. cool uh god man i'm a lot lower than you i'm like two and a half i have no idea when i would ever wow. watch this movie again it's just it's just not fun or entertaining to me. So it seems right. like if you watch this movie, it is clearly a love it or leave it. Usually you and I are pretty eye to eye on movies. Uh, this is not one of those times. So this no. tends to be a very polarizing movie. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. It seems like I'm kind of in the minority because I know a ton of people love this flick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people, people were big on it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, who knows? Who Maybe, knows? Uh, Maybe everybody agrees with you, and they wanted us to cover it because they were like, oh, they're going to drag that piece of shit. It'll be funny. And then <laughs> I'm like, I like this burger. And now we're going to see trending on Twitter, hashtag fuck Steve. Yeah, hashtag fuck Steve, hashtag canceled. <laughs> I'm getting canceled for liking the invitation. <laughs> this is when you did your Hollywood Steve NWO turn. <laughs> NWO. NWO. You're gonna show up next week and have your fucking uh your your beard dyed black and your yeah. sideburns blonde and stuff. Mm, yeah. Spray painting my my beard. <laughs> Why did he do that? I'm not sure. I've never been sure. I remember being a child uh, and being like, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I'd watch the suplexes and body slams and be like, real. Then I'd see yeah. that beard and be like, not real. Not real. <laughs> not nope. fooling anybody. <laughs> well, Steve, we're going to have ourselves a fun time on the show next week because we're going to be talking a ton of shit. Hell yeah. What are we talking about? We talking about that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Four. Oh my God, it's wild card time, and we do this every year for Harry's birthday, so that must mean this is the, the four-year anniversary of the show. Holy shit. Yeah, it is. That's a long time. We've been, been doing it a while. Been a long time, been a long time, been a long time. Podcast, 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 oh. podcast time. Remix. Oh, really <laughs> changed it up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about that Gorblet of Far, and it's going to be fun because it has fuck all to do with the book. This right. is where the movie, well, honestly, Azkaban yeah. is really where it got to where it's just like, ah, fuck the book, whatever. There's a werewolf right. in it and time travel, whatever. Yeah, This movie um, really doesn't follow the book at all. So we'll be, we'll be talking about how J.K. Rowling sucks now and has sucked for a while, and people have been telling us she sucks, and finally uh, she was like, I want everyone to know how much I suck. <laughs> just putting it out there for everybody. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about how much she sucks. We're going to talk about how <laughs> little that movie has to do with the book. We're going to talk about all the fun stuff and probably even maybe get back to drinking some beers. Uh-oh, get some co-beers going on. That's yeah. right. So be sure to tune in next week. We'll be talking about that one. In the meantime, if you like the show and want to help support us, be sure to sign up for the Patreon page where you'll get access to those goody-goody bonus episodes we were talking about. More like boners episodes, am I right? Boners episode. Not. (laughs) (laughs) They can find that at patreon.com slash dead and lovely. If you like the show and want to hang out with the cool kids on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash dead and lovely. (laughs) (laughs) If you like pictures and you're on Instagram, you can find us at Instagram slash at dead and lovely pod <laughs> at dead lovely pod that's us on twitter and instagram so go check us out uh go check out uh, twitter i'm on there a lot just commenting on people's shit making uh obscene jokes i uh made a joke about butt chugging the other day didn't go over well with anybody it's fun uh-oh a little joke about <laughs> butt chugging huh yeah uh somebody it was about white claw Oh, okay, a little uh, white claw My theory joke. is that it's easier to butt chug white claw than a beer, because a beer is going to be foaming up, and now you're just covered in uh, sudsy shit beer, and mm, you're true. stone cold sober. So, <laughs> just a piece of advice. You know what? Speaking <laughs> of social media and butts, I meant to mention this earlier. I texted you about this the other day, but I got one of those great facebook fake profile friend request you know that's from like sexy uh-huh. lady and it's just like her profile picture <laughs> yeah. is just boobs yes i get one of those every couple of days all yeah. the time and i clicked on the profile and the first thing that they have posted is a link to a clearly fake youtube uh, channel <laughs> and the video title is please come to me to suck my butt <laughs> <laughs> Which I love so much. Please it's come not, to me to suck my butt. Sexy thing. Suck, suck my, my butt. butt. That's, <laughs> That's like something you, you told your friends in middle school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> suck my butt. Ass wipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good That's, times. Yeah. I could see how that would entice a man. I love bots. <laughs> Do you think that like bot humor is like the future of comedy? Yes. I do. I, I do think too. bots bots are really gonna get us one day. We're all. I don't know if you know this, but those Zoomers, their humor is a little weird. Ooh man. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> bots are probably gonna be the only one that can keep up with them. Humans yeah. are gonna be trying to do comedy, and they're gonna be like, I don't get it. Nothing's Please deep fried. What's going on bot. here? <laughs> yeah there that's it yes that's the joke of the century right there <laughs> well, be sure to tune in next week for all kinds of butt chug talk as well as harry potter and the goblet <laughs> of fire all kinds of other good stuff tune in then we'll catch you guys later thank you so much for listening to the show and yep. all the support on patreon everybody yeah. stay home stay yes. healthy wash your goddamn fucking hands and your ass that thing's nasty you got to be washing that thing before somebody can come and suck it so, <laughs> right thanks for tuning in we've been Uncle Ben Hollywood Steve we've been dead lovely peace out <laughs>
All right, so I've got a secret plan that we need to enact in order to get everybody taking the the coronavirus situation seriously. Okay. Disinfecting themselves, right. especially all these like fucking douchey bro dudes right. that refuse to go out wearing a mask or do anything uh-huh. cool, you know, like that to protect themselves and be a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there. Curve scented hand sanitizer. Oh my. I know, you know. I don't know if the, I don't know if the kids wear the curve anymore. Do they? All right, all right. Axe body oh, okay. spray <laughs> now with disinfectant. That works. Axe antibacterial. <laughs> now some now somebody in their twenties listening just found out that curve and axe are similar. Though, yeah, yeah. I would I would say. I would say there were other cheaper body sprays back in the day, too. Man, there have always <laughs> been ways to smell really bad while thinking you smell good oh, as yeah. a teenager. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. And also for the ladies, they can make uh, Victoria's Secret love spell love antibacterial. Spell. <laughs> also very 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in time. What can I say, man? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good idea. 